and I I want to say we're we're live. We're live, everybody. Um, sabaho, everybody. Sabaho. Hopefully, you're doing great. Um, happy Saturday. Happy episode, Saturday morning with tech episode 57 on this the 6th of February 2021. So 2620021. Um, in the comments already, it seems like we have Eric and um, we have Davin in there. Uh, Eric, <laughs> Eric is very excited. Uh, in uh, I see Joey B's in the comment as well. Uh, every, I do apologize for being a few minutes late. Uh, Sabaho, uh, <laughs> hey Davin, uh, of course, early bird Davin, always, always Davin, uh, and um, El Josa as, as well as in the comment. Uh, it, it's an interesting week. It's the end of the week for me, and it's 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 somewhat of a um, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but I've been on a on a somewhat of a kick. Um, I've been posting uh, videos literally almost like daily uh, for the for about a week now. And Gary, good morning, good morning. Uh, Amir is in in the, in the chat as well. Gary, the fireman. Um, and I, and I thought I was trying to figure out a way to kind of like step away from that, try to reduce that, and maybe maybe next week will be the week I start. Um, for sure, it's been an interesting week. Uh, the Galaxy S21 has been in the office for about a week now, a little over a week. Um, and many people are starting to get them. I see that. I see Josh is in the comment. Good morning, Josh. Sabaho. Um, oh, uh, and then Davin ordered the Liberty Air 2 Pros, which, by the way, I, in my opinion, I feel like they're truly one of the best pair of headphones that you can get um, on the market right now, just from a sound quality. Um, and they should be there on Tuesday. Absolutely. And you're, it's definitely one of those things I, I'm pretty sure you're not going to regret ordering them. And um, I feel like between the fit, the quality, the audio, the playback, the connectivity, and all of the functions that they offer, make sure you download the app. Make sure to customize the audio experience. You're going to be enjoying it a lot. Scott's in the comment as well. Marilyn, if, uh, of course, Sabaho uh, and everybody else joining us. Um, so I, I posted quite a few videos. Uh, some of them are accessories. Some of them obviously are. Uh, one of them actually was on the N100, which was also something that I've been kind of talking about. Not that many, not that many people in the U.S. I guess had an opportunity to review it or even get a chance to use it. And as a device sold on uh, from OnePlus or even from T-Mobile, because it's actually available for like Metro from T-Mobile, uh, you're able to pick it up for quite reasonably at like about $180 retail. I picked it up for 150 bucks, which was even better. Uh, and I, that was to me was the surprise. I mean, what can I get? What should I expect? from OnePlus and One Nord is uh, standing from OnePlus at the 150 or the sub $200 market, which is uh, sometimes is a hit or miss, right? Depending on what you're getting, depending on the manufacturer that you're working with, you may be, you know, using something that may not be realistically usable. Uh, but it is one of those things that, you know, uh, it, it's one of those things that, you know, you always appreciate once you definitely get a chance to play with. Um, uh Uh, he, he, okay, so um, it's how don't okay. So somebody's saying that we should just wait for the OnePlus Nine. Well, I, I guess yes. If you're able to wait and you're able to you know wait till the next release for the device, obviously that's going to be the main event. Uh, the other thing I also wanted to talk to you guys about today, obviously, is Xiaomi unveiled the the release date of the Mi Eleven, um, which essentially was released originally on China or well, in China. And it was one of those things that I felt like was uh, a little bit of a tease, a little, you know, one of those things they kind of sent us this little box here. I don't know if you guys could see that. Um, they sent me this little uh, mystery box a while back, and I kind of posted about it on the social media, on the socials. Uh, and essentially, they had three clues in there. And so I'm, I'm wondering what's going to be coming up on Monday. Um, the 8th is the announced day that they, they say basically it's going to happen, um, and it's going to be... Pretty early for us here in the U.S. It's about 8 a.m. It seems I think right GMT plus eight um, on February 8th, 2021. 
Uh, let me just bring up the, uh, <laughs> hold on, see, uh, share screen. And we're going to bring this guy up. Okay, so let's say share this. So you can see right there, uh, the announcement was made. Um, it says, you know, here, spotlight on. Let's bring up the actual image. It says, uh, the new generation of movie lovers phone February 8th, 2021 uh, at uh, 8 GMT plus 8. So uh, live launch. And then of course, they link all the uh, social media accounts and all of that good stuff. So the short answer is the Mi 11 is coming. Uh, the global edition of the Mi 11 is coming, which is something that is different than what we've seen in the past. So every review, everything that we've seen from other creators up to this point, have always been have all been using a Chinese version of the Mi 11. So the Mi 11 came out in China. It's been out actually since, if I was if I'm not mistaken, it was announced at the end of 2020, which was supposedly the first announcement of the Snapdragon 888 device, uh, and it was launched in mid January. So about a couple of weeks now, a few weeks now that that it's been available. Um, so let me let me see some of the comments here real quick. Um, so Jason Stain, I'm, I'm still waiting for my order from Samsung because I ordered uh, ordered in titanium silver and it will be shipped in about five weeks. So there's there's some delays also. And if you customized it, um, you're also you, you get some of those uh, delays as well. There was always a little bit of a delay um, for me, actually, surprisingly, if I can actually find it. Um, the only thing that was delayed for my order on this was the uh, SVU cover with S Pen case. So this is the case that pretty much just looks like a regular S view, but it has the S Pen with it. And that was the only delayed one. And I got that one, I think yesterday, you know, a couple of days ago, uh, I had it with me on Wednesday, I want to say. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. It's it's something to do with Samsung's, uh, they're trying to keep up with the orders. A lot of people pre-ordered because of the uh, the savings that you were able to get. Um, so uh, BlackBerry OS phone under $300, would it be a hit? Um, Depends if you need to use it, if you need a keyboard, and if you're comfortable with the way Blackberries, especially I'm assuming it's a key or one of their one of their latest uh, last uh, launches. It depends on the form factor and if you're comfortable with it. Realistically, it's more uh, it fits more, I would say, business style because it's very, very functional for app shortcuts, functionality, sliding with the keyboard. Um, you do get a smaller display. Uh, the cameras are decent as far as performance does record 4K, uh, but I think it's more about what you need. And if it fits your needs, I think, yeah, for 300 bucks less, but there's no question. It's not a problem. Um, uh, uh, can you bring AirBuds Pro for Samsung? <laughs> Uh, the AirPods, okay, so the, the Samsung AirPods, uh, not the AirPods, the, the Samsung uh, the Air, well, the Buds, the Buds Pro, I, he threw me off with the word Air, um, are actually pretty decent headphones. Uh, they're decent in the sense of what they are offering. I don't think they're the best option. I actually wouldn't, would probably recommend it if you are really looking to be heavily into the Samsung ecosystem, like you really like those functionality and you want to be able to experience that 360 audio that they're offering through the Buds Pro, I feel like then you can justify it. But the reality of the matter is you you are much better off if you go with something like the Liberty Air 2 Pros. I think those are much better sounding, much better priced uh, pair of uh, earbuds. And I'm hoping that you'll be able to find them for a much better price. Uh, not to say that they don't sound good. The Buds Pro do sound good. I just, uh, I feel like from a, from a stack, I would say, you know, the Buds Pro sounds pretty here, but, uh, you know, the, Air, the Liberty Air 2 Pros are even higher than that. And that's something to, to just kind of talk about the uh, the audio tuning that you're able to kind of customize with them. Um, uh, so yes, I think uh, uh, if you really have to kind of look at it to your uh, the picky player saying is OnePlus is my experience uh, offers the best experience. Uh, sorry, the best com best combination when it comes to software and hardware. 
Um, up to this point, I feel like OnePlus has been doing really nicely in the uh, in the overall performance. And if you really kind of have to uh, pay homage or at least appreciate what OnePlus is doing when it comes down to uh, at least the uh, Oppo heritage, right? Because that's really where 90% of what we see with OnePlus. They're leveraging a lot of the Oppo um, like heritage learning um, you know, experiences, like the 8 Pro shares the same panel as the, uh, the uh, Oppo Find X2 Pro. Those are things that you have to kind of appreciate what we're getting there. And I think OnePlus in the US has definitely come such a long way from when we first saw them with the original OnePlus One or the original OnePlus. So that I agree. I mean, as far as the combination, there's no question. I feel like the, the OnePlus 8 Pro in 2020 was a massive hit. The OnePlus 8T was a silent uh, hit as well because it took a, some of the major things that we liked about the OnePlus 8 Pro, but it also gave us 65 watt charging. It gave us the, you know, obviously the 120 hertz display gaming experience on a 1080p. So it was somewhat of a nice combination between the two and it's reasonably uh, available actually right now on the market. Uh, yeah, it, 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 quite a few people's orders have been have been delayed. And again, depending on the color that you pick, I ended up going with that new phantom black, the color that they that they invented at the at the launch event. Um, and for me, it was definitely a, a reasonable. But at the end of the day, this is this is my philosophy in life. Look, regardless if your phone is made out of plastic, looks great, and everything like that, if you're not using it with a clear case, meaning if you're putting it in a device or in a case like this. The chances of you seeing the color that you're picking realistically is almost zero to none because you're not going to notice it even like this case specifically even covers the back uh, plate of the actual glass. So you don't even get the chance to see that there. Uh, realistically, I probably would say if you're going to be rocking it with a case, I wouldn't really pick too much on. I wouldn't hang too much. I would basically order whatever color comes out first, um, because at the end of the day, again, if you're not looking at it all the time, the color doesn't really change the experience. There's no real uniqueness into it. This isn't a special edition. It's more of a color. So um, if you're okay waiting for it, then definitely go for it. Otherwise, if you're casing it, uh, I recommend just going with whichever you feel like looks the, the best to what's available at the earliest delivery date. Uh, Chemi's in the comment, definitely, Gary. Uh, so Gary's jumping in. So the Soundcore app is the best audio app I've ever used on iOS or Android. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, uh, the, uh, the work that they have done for Soundcore. So Soundcore as a brand is an anchor sub-brand. Uh, but it actually has built up its own uh, presence when it comes down to audio performance, especially with the Liberty Air uh, and the Liberty 2 Pros. So those pair of uh, ear, in-ear uh, headphones are actually one of my favorite headphones to use, especially for workouts, going outside, phone calls, uh, listening to music, if anything. Uh, the ability of tuning the experience and actually having it go through a tuning mechanism. And I say that because it actually plays um, audio levels all around and trying to basically Tune the experience to the way you hear, because that's truly the difference between most earphones that you get on the market right now. They get a specific pair of earphones and they give you basically a four or five different EQs and they leave it there. They basically say, we're, we're, we're thinking we have a good curve that covers like 99 or 95% of the uh, listening audience. And the reality at the end of the day, um, listening has multiple factors, uh, your hearing condition, your age, your uh, basically maybe even preference into the type of music. So the Liberty Air 2 Pro, the app itself, for the price that they're selling for, honestly, provide us such a good experience that I feel like it's one of those silent hits that a lot of people are not noticing. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the video that I posted on the Liberty Air 2 Pros not that long ago, and they're definitely very, very nice. So I'm totally with you on that, Gary. Always, always good. Uh, Rolando's in the chat, my tech reviews. Uh, make sure you guys check out the, his chat tomorrow. I'm going to be uh, jumping in real quick and having a quick chat with him. 
and uh, you know, hanging out for a little bit. Uh, Rolando and I haven't had a chance to hang out in person for some time. Last time we hung out was actually at a OnePlus event in New York, of course. So uh, definitely looking forward to that part. Um, Angel is saying here, I pre-ordered my S21 uh, Ultra Black uh, from uh, oh from Sprint Company. I'm surprised you're able to still order it from Sprint. Uh, I think you probably ordered it directly from T-Mobile or, or maybe one of the Sprint resellers available still. Um, so Fabian is saying is the S21 Ultra is king. Um, to a certain aspect, I feel like the Ultra is the king of all Samsung S S20 line of devices, or maybe the best. It is actually the, the best of what the Samsung S21 line of devices is. Absolutely. Uh, is it the king on the market when it comes down to Android devices? That's a debatable conversation. And I say that because it depends on what you're needing and what you're looking for. An example would be this. If you're looking to be able to use an SD card, very simple, very easy. And I think I, here it is. So an SD card, as you guys could see right there, you can't do that anymore. If you want to use a headphone jack, you can't do that anymore. So those, those are things that you have to keep in mind when you think of the ultra uh, performance when, it's, when it comes down to the word ultra in my, at, at least the way I see it. Ultra is the best and it's everything. We're missing some things in the S21 Ultra this year. This is something that we have to keep in mind. But it still is, again, as you said, the, the best of what Samsung has to offer. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, Angel jumping in here. I have two questions in this uh, in this trend uh, of no charger in the box uh, going uh, to uh, going to be permanently by uh, by cell phone companies along with headphones. And um, any word on the S21 FE being a possibility? So. At this point, the FE is quite a ways uh, out. If they if they stick to their plan, which I'm pretty sure Samsung will, because the S20 FE did so well for them, um, it's more than likely going to be coming more later in the year once they've kind of uh, depleted the initial wave of S21 lines. Because for the most part right now, they want people to look at their low inexpensive or the low end uh, version, which is the S21. That's the standard model. And of course, all the way up to the S21 Ultra. So if they put in the FE, which generally would be cheaper at this point, it kind of cannibalizes their own line. So they don't really want to jump from, uh, they don't want to compete with themselves. So if anything, they'll release it later when the Note line comes out. And then of course, then you'll get it for the much cheaper price, which I think that makes more sense for their market. Uh, at the end of the day, though, I think the FE will probably do much better than both of the uh, than all of the S20 line of devices or the S21s early this year, because of the fact that I feel like even at 799, I, I feel like the seven. So, so the, the S21 should have been the S21 FE, and it really should have been 600 and something because of the way the experience is what we're getting there. We're getting for the most part the same sensors as what we got last year. We do get the Snapdragon 888, but we get the plastic back. We get a 1080p panel at 120 hertz. So a lot of the same experiences that I would say kind of mimic or kind of uh, what we would expect to get in the FE line, but we're getting that as the standard F, uh, S21, which means at the end of the day, Samsung's going to really reduce the experience even lower than the S21 to give us the FE. And I don't think that that's a good, uh, a good combination. I think the S21 would probably be the FE at the end of the year because of the tailored experience that we have here. Uh, Greg is in the comment. Good morning, man. Hope you're doing well. Um, I was telling Davin, I usually slap a skin, uh, slap a skin uh, on it after a few weeks, anyways, and that's true. Exactly. If if you're going to experience the device in a different way, like let's say an example would be this: you're buying a Samsung, you're buying, a, you know, a Xiaomi, you're buying a OnePlus or whichever, but you installed Nova as a prime as a as your launcher on Android. The reality of the matter is, at the end of the day, you're really more into the hardware than it is to the software experience. And if you're looking into the hardware to basically make it, again, when you're not using it with a clear case or you're using it without a case, 
at the end of the day, a lot of the times these colors don't really do much for us as far as the actual usability because they're in a case and generally most cases cover the back. There are options obviously on the market and I did a few videos for the S21 line that, that give you the ability of getting a rugged case with um, uh, what's it called see-through so you can enjoy the color of your device. So those are the things you have to kind of keep in mind. Samsung makes a couple of cases uh, one with it, one without a kickstand. So definitely nice. And if you're going to be putting a skin, I'm, I'm interested to find out what skin you're going to go with. Um, let me see here. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah. R Rolando, tomorrow for sure, we're going to hang out and we'll chat. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Oh, okay, good. So it looks like, uh, hold on, let me double check here. I think I missed something. Greg, um, good luck with that. Good luck with that man uh, picking up a car with his daughter today. Oh, so here, uh, actually, sorry, let's jump in real quick to Davin Davis. So uh, I'm not sure how the hell, how helpful the S21 FE will be unless they will stop selling the S20 FE. And I think at some point or another, the S20 FE is kind of basically kind of be rolled out at some point. Uh, the S21 FE, if anything, will be very much a much more tailored water. I'm not going to say watered down very much. There are going to be certain things that are going to be gone, right? They're going to take out certain things from it. Uh, unless at that time, at that point of the time, there's going to be the 858, sorry, the 888, the 888 plus. And if we do get that, then at that point, that maybe makes sense a little bit on how they'll be able to save some money. Uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine them having the S20 FE and the S21 FE out at the same time. It's more about providing the option for the S20 line or the S line to have a somewhat of a comeback at the end of the year. We're starting to see some blending, though, between the S line and the Note line, because now we finally have uh, S Pen support on an S21 or an S21 device. So we'll have to see how that comes up. Um, Perch saying is, is the Snapdragon 885... Uh, is it still cap uh, uh, capable in 2021? And uh, so here, here's the thought on this. Okay, so we are at the Snapdragon 888. The 855 is literally two years old, right? So we're talking like roughly around the Pixel 4, Pixel 4 XL. The reality is if you're going with the 845 to the 855, 865, 888, all of these uh, processors are very much uh, within a small percentage of improvements of performance year over year. We're not talking landmark, you know, jump. We're not talking like you just came from the Snapdragon 810 and you're saying is the 855 capable. So at the end of the day, when you look at them from what you can do with those processors, uh, the fact is you're probably not going to have 5G on them. But as far as performance and what the device can do, there's no question that it'll hang tight with any of the devices that you see in the market right now. The difference is a little bit of speed, but for the most part, 4K recording, uh, you'll still have great processing power, really good battery performance on this. The 855 is definitely one of their good processors. There was not a, a big debacle going around the 855. So if you're looking for an 855 in 2021 or even, you know, it just moving forward, I think the only limitation you have to keep in mind is whichever device you pick up, make sure that either a software support is still going on. If it's not, if it hasn't just kind of gotten out of that process, because that's where you got, kind of start getting a little bit off. Um, if you're able to go into a little bit more of modding it and getting a custom ROM, the life of that phone can even last even longer because the improvements with custom ROMs will take you even further. So, yeah, absolutely. The 855, no question, very much a good contender, even, you know, in this time. Um, I think Davin's jumping back in with a conversation there. Da, da, da. Uh <laughs> I told this to Juan on, on our best of our week, uh, which is, by the way, another uh, live stream that we do here on the channel. Um, actually, no, I said take that back. We, we were doing on the channel, so we're transitioning that live stream. If you guys are familiar with, obviously, you've seen every Thursday or so, we have a live stream on the show called the best of our week. And it's a collaborative effort between Juan Carlos Bagnell and myself. 
what we get there essentially is us hanging out and we kind of talk to you guys and we kind of chit chat. So uh, during the live stream, I, I did mention to him, you know, basically that we are going to be moving over. So that was the whole thing. Uh, we're moving over to having our own channel for that. So the best of our week channel, uh, the best of our week on Twitter, Instagram and, and all of those. So it's going to be one of those really nice um, endeavors that we're kind of basically hopefully looking forward to some of your support. So if you haven't checked it out, Check out the other live stream and, of course, make sure to subscribe to that channel because uh, starting next week, uh, our show will basically start uh, airing there. And we've already kind of backed up the episodes, the existing uh, Best of Our Week YouTube episodes to that channel, and they're slowly going to be transitioning there. So that's short answer for what I'm trying to say. Um, and I did forget what I was actually talking about before. So let's jump in. Uh, oh, here. Uh, Zia saying is, um, I wish Samsung would give a higher trade in value for the mid range phones. I think flagship phones aren't worth it anymore. Uh, what are your thoughts are? So one thing we noticed in 2020 was that the mid range market started to pick up a lot more because what we've seen essentially is a polarizing effect of the, uh, of the flagship uh, market. And what I mean by that is everything that is whenever a company is starting to release a flagship phone, we started to see them. They were basically a thousand dollars plus. Uh, OnePlus actually has been a little bit in a different situation. Their best version of the OnePlus 8 Pro was 1000 at 999 but they started at 799 or 899 I think. So that be, made it so that the mid-range department is, became a little bit higher valued, meaning more people wanted to buy things back into the 500 the 600 the $700 market. And I think that's where we're starting to see more. I agree with you the fact that Samsung's trade-in values are a little bit more skewed toward their high-end market. So what they're trying to do essentially is this. If you if you've traded in things to them with them over year over year, you'll notice that they generally tend to give a little bit more money, actually more closer to the market value of a uh, of their flagship devices than they tend to do that to the mid range. The mid range they kind of just tank it, and I think it's mostly do, uh, done based on the demand. And it's nothing to do with the fact of basically the fact that the mid range is not as expensive. At the time as they're taking the phone from you, mid range devices, if you if you just adjust for the market. Mid-range will basically drop into the more budget-friendly side pricing, where the flagship jumps down to the mid-range pricing. If that's a concern for you, and if you're looking at it in the sense of the, okay, I, I'm trading in my phone and I'm not getting enough value, you may be better off literally not going into that S21 line in, this, in 2021 and buying an S20 at a much cheaper price and still get all of the benefits. Like, you know, One UI 3.0 just got pushed out to that. Speaking of which, I just got One UI 3.0 on my Z Fold 2 this morning, and I was like excited because, again, it's one of those things that you get to appreciate. So I really would like to say, look, buying a year-old flagship in, in the current year is honestly the best way to get a very good performer, very good, uh, very good feature set, and, of course, software-supported device in the year. Not to say that the current ones are not valued right. It's just that I'm just saying... Flagships are going again, a thousand dollar plus, but the S20 Ultra from last year was selling for about $650 used on Swappa, and they were given us $700 for that. So, the reality of the matter, if you think about it, it would have been much better to buy an S20 Ultra, which by the way, still had an SD card, still has 5,000 milliampere battery, has the faster charging. There's a whole bunch of things that you would recommend. Uh, but as far as mid rangers and so on, I think, yeah, it's, it's more what they're trying to do, they're trying to lead the market to try to buy more. Um, I think the mid-rangers are really where most people are going to be uh, sitting in because those are the realistically the devices that give you the best bang for the buck at this point. Uh, the $1,000, $1,200, $1,300 phones, um, I, it depends on what you're getting from it. I mean, 
Let's talk a little bit about more, more pricing. That's a really good way to segue into what we saw with the Mi 11. So the Mi 11 launched in China. And uh, from what I've seen, at least the translating cost factor, it was basically transferred into about roughly $600 US. So if you wanted to buy one, import it, and maybe try to get Google services on it, that that was roughly what you were gonna, you were looking into getting, about roughly $600. Now, I don't know if that's, again, what they're shooting for on Monday. Uh, the reality of the matter is there's going to be adjustments. And what we're saying essentially is that they're going to adjust to where the, for the market is. It's a global launch um, spotlight. It looks like they're focusing on movies and so on. So those, those are the main things that you want to keep in mind. What I would probably say, though, is me or Xiaomi from a smartphone manufacturer for the Mi 11, there's a lot to be liked there. There's a lot of be a lot of good things going on with the Xiaomi Mi 11 that I'm really excited to see how they translate that into the global market. Now, I would imagine, obviously, Google Play services, obviously, that's going to be the biggest difference between the two models because China models don't usually need Google Play services. In China, there's no Google Play services don't work. You need a VPN and a whole bunch of stuff. So from a general consumer, I feel like 600 bucks is reasonably priced for that market. So if we really look at what we're looking forward to, I think we're getting a really good flagship experience in a really good price for a smartphone. My hope essentially is on Monday when we see the pricing on what comes out with Mi 11, it doesn't go up so much that it stops becoming a good valued uh, price. But those are the things that I really, I, I'm really saying is we should start focusing on some of the other options available on the market. The OnePluses, the Xiaomi, uh, some Oppo devices are actually reasonably provided. I mean, Oppo is more of a premium brand, I feel like, it's compared to what OnePlus is offering. But between Xiaomi and Realme and all the other options that we have available on the market, there really is no reason for us to be to feel like we only have to go to either Samsung and Apple as the only two options on the market. There's a, there's a lot of things that are very good. And if there is any indication from what I've seen on the S21 Ultra with the Snapdragon 888, is that this processor is doing so much more for devices than just the device manufacturer. So you're getting so much more with it between the modem compatibility, the the improvements, the improvements with the triple ISP concept, uh, you know, performance there. So cameras will get better performance, as well as the fact that we also have different options to be able to select from. So we'll have to see how that goes. But I'm really excited about for, for Monday and I can't wait. It's going to be a little bit early, but for me, realistically, I wake up at about 5 a.m. Pacific. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I, I need to double check the timing. It says eight. Um, it says eight eight o'clock p.m. GMT plus eight. So if it's eight o'clock p.m. in the UK, I, I gotta okay. I gotta figure out. I gotta I gotta work out the timeline. If somebody can figure that out, what is Pacific? I would love that. Uh, let me see here. I think I may have missed some comments in here. Uh, yeah. Oh, so Marilyn actually is one of the one one of the performance exactly. She says um, I always use a clear case, often one from ESR uh, the ESR ones. Thank you very much for for plugging in ESR. They're not a sponsor of the channel, but it was uh, one of the cases that I had an opportunity to check out. They did actually have a quite a nice quite a nice set of cases. And the case that I was using prior to when I got the S Pen case is uh, the case that they sent me with the nice little X logo on the back. That just looked very unique. It's a thin, uh, slim design. It wasn't a clear case, but it was definitely very nice. And I and I love the fact that we're able to get cases like that to be able to enjoy our devices. So that's the thing. If that's a factor for what you the way you use your phone, then definitely get the color that you prefer because you're definitely showing it. You're you're appreciating it more when you see it like that. Because when we put our phone on the table, we want to be able to enjoy what the, the actual color does if we're able to see it. Okay, so um, 
SSJ, uh, SSJ2 Bardock. Way to go. Okay. I like the name on this guy. Okay. Um, quick reference. Uh, Bardock is Goku. I, I, for, 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 Go, for, for a Dragon Ball fan, uh, Bardock is uh, Goku's dad. And uh, one of the things that obviously he's saying is Super Saiyan, uh, Super Saiyan 2 level 2 uh, Bardock was always going to be uh, kick-ass. I don't know how he will hang with Goku as SSJ God or, you know, God Red or Blue. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. So if you had a chance to check out my video from yesterday, I posted a video talking about obviously Dex, Dex and EMUI 3.1. Now, Samsung took out the SD card from the S21, S21 line of devices entirely, so there's no SD card. And we don't have a headphone jack. But what, do, what can we do to really utilize the horsepower that we're getting with the Snapdragon 88? If you, like, if you spend $1,200 on a smartphone, should you need to consider when you're going out, if, you know, when you go to school, do whatever, you want to basically get that full experience, do you really need to go out and take with you a full-priced laptop for another $1,500, a $1,000 laptop? This is where I think we're in the next stock touch was going in with the video that I did yesterday for you guys. Next stock is a, uh, and I'm sorry, and I say this without actually showing it, which is a really funky, uh, funky little thing here. So let me do this. So this, this is the next stock. This looks like a laptop. It actually kind of works like a laptop, but this has no CPU, no GPU, no internal computer components other than the fact that this is a touch panel, a battery powered on the bottom. There's a massive battery in there, four speakers. We also have USB-C connectivity on the side as well as full HDMI in. And then on the other side, which is what to answer your question is, there's a micro SD card. Oh, let me see if I can do this. Micro SD card. There's a headphone jack and USB type A function here. And once you connect your S21 onto this and use it like a laptop, you're still able to use your smartphone. You're able to actually add two external sources of data, meaning a micro SD card and a full size USB type A thumb drive. And that's directly into the USB-C connection that you have in there. On top of the fact that, that your laptop or this, the, uh, the next dock touch, charges your uh, your smartphone and gives all of those con uh, connections and you actually have a touch interface to samsung dex on a laptop shell this little guy can actually make your phone work like a laptop and give you all of the functionalities meaning i can sit there and listen to music using my headphones without having to use bluetooth on a samsung device and of course i can edit videos i can watch movies i can do whatever i want and you're still able to use the S Pen functionality on the S21 Ultra as a, a graphing or drawing functionality directly on the smartphone because the S Pen has its own unique features in there. So you didn't miss the comment, but what I wanted to kind of lead into, I was trying to shoot for that a little bit uh, in, a, in a few minutes into the show. So those are the things that I'm very excited about when it comes down to smartphone functionalities. What can we do to utilize them? A smartphone that costs 1300 bucks that is used purely for just scrolling Instagram and YouTube and sending and receiving emails and doing just standard normal activity on a, on that smartphone, I feel like it's such an over, we overpay for that type of technology. We really need to push the limit of what we're getting. The 888 is truly, I would say, laptop experience, um, really very much a laptop experience based processor. We've seen what's, what Apple did with the M1 processor. We saw what the, uh, the uh, S8X, I think I want to say, the, 8, uh, the, the HCX, sorry, the HCX uh, processor that we saw last year from Qualcomm. They have laptops running Windows X on them. So the Surface X is running on actually an ARM processor. So the reality of the matter is if you're not using your phone more so, meaning you're doing more with it at that price point, you really should be more, more realistically buying at, like I say, a $799 uh, mid-range device. 
So that's the function that I always really appreciate when we see these things, these accessories that help it. Um, I tested it out with the S21, the S20, uh, the S21 and S21 Ultra. The S21 Ultra for me felt like at that point, I'm really rocking a laptop. The, the functions were so smooth. Uh, the full system. So my phone was running dual apps on it on one side. I was using a thumb drive and a micro SD card. I added a 256 uh, gigabyte SD card to this, as well as using USB-A connection. Um, I'm able to also use like a wireless mouse if I want to use that it has its own dongle. I can use a Bluetooth keyboard. I can connect it to the monitor. There's so many more things to do, but the laptop shell makes this into truly a powerhouse, multitasking to the next level. Absolutely. And surprisingly, when I checked out... Um, Next stock, actually, it seems like I don't know. Some people mentioned it to me uh, that next stock, that next stock touch is not available on their site, uh, but they do have a new version that's coming out in literally a month, like in March, and it's called the next stock. Uh, it's actually a flip display where the display no longer now just sits in one format. You're able to turn it over and actually use it fully as a touch interface. So I'm really hoping there's going to be some pen input functionalities into that. Once you take away the keyboard, that that becomes something very exciting. So I know I kind of I lingered a little bit too much there, but yes. Um, let me see here. I think, thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, here, Donald, uh, Donald asking, good morning, TK. Uh, TK was just wondering what, uh, what wine bag now, uh, well, now, and you are thinking about, uh, <laughs> were you guys thinking about, uh, LG, uh, okay. Uh, wrapping it up next year. So we haven't heard much from LG since the initial conversation, and that's been a couple of weeks now. So the the conversation on this has kind of went quiet. Uh, my LG PRs haven't been really communicating. I haven't really heard much. I know last year, roughly by this point, we were getting ready to start learning us about what's coming up with the V-Series. So I'm hoping that in the next few days or the next weeks or so, we'll start hearing some things about that. Um, I'm excited to see what they could do with the V70 if they are still working into pushing it and getting us a little bit more with what they're able to do. We know at least from CES that they're working on their foldable, on their rollable version of the LG uh, you know, smartphone. So that would probably be part of the Explorer program. The V-Series wasn't really part of that. So we'll have to see what they're doing. Is it realistically that they'll go away? Not really. More than likely, they're going to probably be taken over or maybe transfer their functionality or their smartphone uh, department into maybe another ODM, meaning the name LG will continue, but it may not be built by LG. But at least the essence of what we're getting there will be there. I'm hoping that we still have more options. The V60 from last year is still a very capable smartphone. And I think if you're looking for something in 2021 at this point, um, for dual screen support, pen input support, large battery, large display, uh, very nice cameras, kick-ass cameras that it comes there with a headphone jack and a quad deck supported there. The V60 still doesn't have much to actually, there's very few smartphones on the market outside of Samsung, sorry, outside of uh, Sony that really can kind of closely compete with it. And I still think that LG has a better DAC on, on their audio performance. And from an all-around performer camera, like front-facing, back-facing camera, you definitely get a little bit better of experience with the LG V60. The, the Sony, uh, the Xperia 1 Mark II definitely is more focused towards the back sensors. And I feel like in that department, when you use Cinema Pro, and of course, now when we hopefully get the 4K 120 with the Android 11 update, speaking of which... I got to keep checking. Like, I mean, seriously, it was, it was one of those things like every morning I wake up and I'm just like, am I getting it today? Am I getting it today? Is it happening today? But let's try it. We'll do it live. Let's see. Is it going to be? Is it? No, 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 no. Last Saturday on the live stream, um, I forgot who it was, but somebody mentioned that the Tab 7 Plus got the Android 11 update. And sure enough, it came in the middle of the live stream. And this morning, Saturday morning, I got my Android 11 update here on uh, the uh, Z Fold 2. So we'll have to see. 
uh, Devin, uh, Juan made a great point recently. I wish Samsung would slim down uh, their line and really focus on their better experience. That's something that you know it's hard. It's a it's a tough thing for companies to do, especially when they when they don't see the return or the, uh, the ROI on, on on their investments when they when I, when they are starting to push devices. 2020 was a little bit of an interesting year. At the beginning of the year, Samsung had their launch for the S20 line of devices in San Francisco in February, and the smartphones were starting to ship out at the beginning of January. Uh, sorry, beginning of March. But that was roughly when the actual pandemic hit uh, the the situation that kind of happened, uh, hit the U.S. And as far as things shutting down, people not being able to go to stores and check that out. So there was a big hit into what the S line of devices did in 2020. Uh, Note did have a little bit of better performance, but then the Note is really more of a niche kind of, uh, uh, I would say, market experience. So it's really hard. So when you see things like that, what companies tend to do is to try to provide more phones to try to recoup. Hence the FE functionality. So they had the FE with the Note 10, and then they brought back the FE with the S20. So they kind of like, well, let's what, where, what can we do to release a phone that makes sense? Samsung truly has a lot of devices on the market. Some of their better performance are generally devices that most of us don't see a lot of coverage on. The A series is most of their and that one of their biggest movers. Um, having them focus on more or better performance, I think it will always be the the goal for any tech enthusiast, for anybody watching, for anybody listening into Samsung's performance and seeing what they have. And I hope that they do that. I hope that they do focus on that. And I really hope that when they say the word ultra, when they put the, the best of the best on their moniker, or they try to put it out, is to truly give us ultra. I mean, when you're charging that much money, there's no reason why we don't have an SD card. There's no reason why we lost MST. There's also no reason why not to have 45 watt charging. Things that they've used in the past. They still sell the 45 watt charger that supposedly is their best. But guess what? They don't have a phone that supports 45 watt charging because Samsung. I, I don't know. I don't know how that makes sense. They released it with the S20. They kept it around the S21. You can still buy it and it does cost more, but it doesn't charge the device faster because, well, the S21 line only support. 25 watts so we'll have to see what that what happens there i don't know what where samsung felt like the 45 watt charger was not doing it was not working great but we didn't see it can come back and it's been over a year and it's still being sold so while i hope samsung will do it i'm my 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 realism my the realism part of me um feels like i don't think that's going to happen i think samsung's just going to keep doing what samsung's doing and, and basically taking pages from apple i think that's the end of it um the charger in the box conversation i think it's going to be very interesting for many many people especially because if i'm not mistaken i think this is where something xiaomi can definitely be a big player in this the way they address this the charger in the box when it comes to the global market because in the chinese market they did it very smartly they did it very very well for the same price as the Mi 11, if you want to pick up the Mi 11 during, you know, in the Chinese market, um, you are able to pick up the exact price for the same price, an option either with or without the charger. And we're talking about the, you know, the, the charger, the fast charger that they include, that they would be able to use with their smartphone. And that was a smart move, giving the, the giving the buyer the selection, the option to say, look, I want to basically judge, or I want to basically make a decision with my, uh, with my, with my pocket, but I don't want to be forced into it. Samsung didn't give us a choice. Apple didn't give us a choice. They took the charger out and they basically used this whole, you know, um, and I don't want to basically sound like I'm harping on them, but they used the ecological uh, factor of saying, well, people have chargers and people have blah, blah. And you sort of go into it. The reality, both Apple and Samsung are in a very 
very bad position when you when, you know like when somebody's giving you a story and it doesn't even make sense but then you're like they're looking you straight in the face and they're saying it straight the reality of the matter is this the only time that the conversation that samsung and apple makes sense is if it was somebody that brought a phone from them and, and i'm talking specifically to samsung right now that bought a phone from them in the last year meaning somebody that decided to buy an s20 device in 2020 and decided to go to the S21, that that conversation makes sense. Because if you were a user of the S10 line, your charger was a USB type A charger and it only charged with a fast charging, which was about 15 watts, not 25 watts. So that's the first kicker. Second thing, they are selling the charger at the time of purchase. So you're not really saving the world by not including it. You're burning an entire whole box, an entire separate charger, and we're having to pay more for it after we've paid 800, 1000 or $1,200. So those are the conversations, and and iPhones even in a worse situation. None of their previous generation iPhones included it. Only the iPad Pro included a charger that had a USB C connector. So this whole fallacy of saying, yeah, well, you could just use previous chargers that you have hanging around the house would have totally made sense if we had USB C and Lightning chargers um, or those chargers that they are referring to for a few years before they started making the transition. Xiaomi is doing it right given us the option, at least in the Chinese market. We'll have to see what they do in, uh, on Monday, and I'm really hoping that that transition is over because at the end of the day, users will appreciate when a company is listening to them and thinking about them more than a company that tells them what they should do. And I think that's what we're getting here with the charger. Sorry, I, I, hang, it, I hang with this because when I heard this and I looked at them and then I got my boxes, I was like, it makes no sense. It just makes no sense. I'm sorry. It just Samsung sometimes just makes no sense. Uh, so, <laughs> so absolutely, uh, the ultra itself has a very, very nice display. I think it's one of those things I really appreciate about it. Um, it's a large, very beautiful QHD 120 Hertz display. There's a few options, which is weird that you need to do in the settings to make sure to get that full potential, like meaning getting the phone to run at full power, 120 Hertz. And of course, uh, QHD all around uh, without losing any benefit. And those are the things I really appreciate that. Um, angels actually, uh, TK, thank you for, uh, thank you for the, uh, for the platform. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, man. I appreciate it. Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to catch. Oh, boom. And I think I may be a little bit behind on comments. Okay. Let's see where we can. Wow. I am very much. Sorry. Ay, 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 ay. Whoa. Okay. We're going to have to speed through this. Uh, I'm pages and pages behind. Okay. So let's do this. Uh, Let's do this real quick here. So, hello, sir. I just bought a Motorola uh, Motorola G5, aka the Motorola One uh, 5G, but I'm having lagging issues with Motorola Launcher and recent app without. Uh, but I'm not able to fix it without something about this. Um, I'm not sure if it's something to do with the fact that you probably have a lot of applications running in the background. So, I'd recommend maybe a battery management app. Not sorry, a background app management app. That's a love. That's a long one to say. Uh, more than likely. Uh, I wouldn't recommend installing anything separate from that, but I would really look into basically having something that closes all the background processes. That's going to be the, the biggest concern whenever you get the Android one. They're typically underpowered, and uh, the performance of Android on them is obviously tailored to what you're getting in there. Uh, the SMA looks bigger on the S21 Ultra. How does it feel better or worse? Uh, same compared to the, to the Note 20 Ultra. The S Pen on the S20 on the S21 Ultra is bigger than the S Pen on the Note 20 Ultra, but it is smaller than the S Pen on the S20 uh, on the Tab S7 Plus. It's a non-powered uh, version of the S Pen that doesn't need power, which is different. So, 
it use it works with uh, basically the Note 20, the Tab S7. It works the same exact way. It feels better because it's a bigger pen, and you don't have to worry about finicky little bit of pen that you have to insert. So at the end of the day, I feel like from an experience span standpoint, where we did lose, sorry, where we did lose the functionalities of Bluetooth at this point, I'm hoping you know uh, that at least the the value of having an S Pen is definitely more. So definitely works better, feels better. And I think it's in, a, in many ways more like a pen as opposed to a smaller pen, which the S stands for. I think it's a small pen. Let me see here. What else? Uh, here, purchase asking you. So the LG V50 uh, only have one custom ROM. Also, the bootloader is, uh, yeah, it's so L LG in the recent years has been um, locking in and, be, and being a little bit more locked uh, when it comes down to their bootloaders and, and allowing people to unlock them. And of course, uh, by the time we get development on them, it gets a little bit behind on them when you're able to use them. It's something to keep in mind. It's 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 a direction that a lot of companies like to go, uh, have gone to, gone towards. Um, and it's one thing I really appreciate why OnePlus is still one of my favorite uh, smartphone manufacturers is because they still allow us to just unlock the device and not even lose the warranty on it. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Always, always appreciate it. Let me see here. Uh, cheaper phones generally have worse resale value. You have to keep in mind, yes. So if you bought the phone originally at a budget price, you're probably not going to be able to get the same price point. Very few phones keep the price point that they originally sold at. I think OnePlus is one of the very few that keep a good resale value. Samsung phones generally do as well. Uh, but most of the time, like you said, it doesn't really keep up in there. Uh, Latrell, <laughs> sorry, Jennings saying, uh, what's up, hey man? Sabahov, uh, Rafael, uh, Matt Tyler, finally, hey man. Um, Matt Tyler jumping in saying hi, still at work, of course. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to chat. Um, Samsung J4 Plus uh, is on custom ROM, waiting for the Samsung to release the One UI. To, uh, oh, the to, to release the over-the-air One UI 2.0. So it, it's one of those things you have to kind of appreciate. So you, it sounds like you're using custom ROMs that are based on stock. So it's a custom stock ROM, not a custom ROM per se. Uh, so yeah, if you're waiting for it, obviously most devs are going to be waiting for the original kernel source to be able to actually release whatever they need. Uh, but hopefully that'll happen very soon. Uh you said One UI 2.0 on the Z Fold 2. I think you meant to say One UI 3. I did. I did. We were on 2 for so long that I just literally got One UI 3.0 on the Z Fold 2. Um, and let me see here. Uh, I Okay. Here you go. So, yeah, the One UI, Z, uh, the One UI 2.0. Oh yeah, I got to reset up. There's a whole bunch of things. I literally got the, the update before the show, so I haven't had a chance to customize things and get things set up. You're right. I meant to say One UI 3. Uh, here, uh, Alexander saying, uh, been reading a lot of chatter about the S21 Ultra badly overheating uh, with minimal tasking. Is it strictly on Exynos issue? At this point, it sounds like it is. Um, it sounds like the Exynos, while it has, it has improved a lot on what we've seen from the past, it still seems like um, Exynos is having some concerns. Now, I can't say 100% what's the conversation on that, uh, but it's not necessarily the same way where it was on the uh, Exynos 990. It was more when you start pushing the, the limits of it, where you st it starts to overheat. So those things are... I'm, I we're starting to see some comments on them. Uh, the Snapdragon performs much better. It does have better thermals in, in my performance, and I've been pushing it for over a week now. I haven't had it where it just started overheating. And I'm taking pictures, videos, 4K, even 8K at some point, um, working working up my review on the on the unit after using it. So I wanted to give that kind of, and also want to see if there's any updates pushing. 
but I would keep an eye out on that. It, I, I don't think it's been as, as bad as it's been in the past. Let's just say that. Let me see here. Okay. Uh, Perch is saying is, I heard that the news that the Mi 11 China ROM will not work uh, on GMS, even if you sideload it. We've seen more of those in the past, uh, but I think what will end up probably happening is having maybe trying to wait for the ability of unlocking the bootloader through the standard format with Xiaomi. And then at that point, maybe using more of a stock ROM, like maybe a lineage OS or something like that. I would feel like a little bit more functions in there. Unless you really like me to, uh, MIUI 12, that's going to be a little bit of a change. But yes, uh, it gets it tends to be harder every time. But uh, the only thing I would probably say is once they're able to get access to the global model and they start able to to be able to work it, we'll have to wait for that. And typically, they they're able to do so. Hello, sir. I just bought the Moto. Okay, I think we just talked about that one. Uh, the the lagging issues. Um, um, uh, Chimay's, so here's the concern. When your device doesn't have enough RAM uh, to be able to run everything smoothly on the stock launcher, I don't recommend installing a custom launcher because typically you're running two launchers on top of each other. The stock launcher still exists on your system and it's taking up some of the RAM. This is where I recommend um, if you're able to mod it, meaning getting into a custom ROM and remove some of the stock experience that are maybe lagging the system, that can help you improve the performance, but it does depend on your comfort in modding and getting into customs, uh, custom ROMs. Those are the things that typically will help with Android One type devices because typically they're not overpowered. They're not really heavy on the hardware. So they're really meant to be more tailored. Uh, and sad, I'm really sad to say that Android One is not performing well because it's already a watered down version of standard Android, which is supposed to work better on underpowered devices. Um, uh, let me see here. Please, da, da, da. Um, I, you know, um, Hisham is. I really wish I, I didn't. I didn't have. I've been working on trying to get an, an Exynos twenty one hundred uh, smartphone, and the, the S twenty one Exynos version. Uh, I haven't received that yet. So once I am able to basically do is just a straight comparison between the two, we can definitely see the benefit. The one thing I would probably say the biggest difference between the two right now, it's coming out. At least a lot of people are talking about the performance, although it has improved quite a bit from the Exynos 990 to the 2100. Uh, some of the concerns that they had with the 990 is still somewhat present here. Uh, Vinu Gaming uh, affiliate, she said, hello, sir. I'm watching, you on, I'm watching your video in India on Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra at Snapdragon 888. The Exynos, the Exynos 2100, the best. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, okay, so you combine the Exynos and the... Uh, so the, the, the X, they're, they're truly the best when it comes down to what you can get. Um, I think to this so far, we have only seen Samsung's take on all of this, right? We really need to start seeing some of the other players. So Xiaomi already released it, but again, it was more market specific. We, we are very much days away from the release of the brand new one. I think once I'm able to get my hand on one of those and we'll be able to basically get access to start doing comparisons, does the 888 really perform best on Samsung or is it on Xiaomi? Is it on Poco? Is, uh, you know, We'll see the, the lineup of devices that are going to come up at the end of this year. So we'll have to see how things are. Uh, Greg is back. Welcome back, man. Hope you guys had a good time uh, picking out the car. Um, so, yeah, 
you know, believe it or not, we have a lot of great fans in the chat. We have a lot of really good supporters and always, always appreciate it. Uh, and I hope, you know, as time goes on, we get more people to hang out with us. So if you like the show, make sure you hit that like, make sure you make sure you share that with your friends and hopefully we'll make this into a massive party and we'll see if we can ever overwhelm me uh, with the amount of comments that we get on the, uh, on the chat, because I love responding to everybody, but I always really appreciate you guys showing up and hanging out with me. Um, Rafael is jumping in. Wireless decks for laptops is going to shift things. So hear me out, Rafael. And this is really more of my personal opinion. If you are on a laptop, like I'm talking a PC, right? It's just a format PC. There's an operating system. You have CPU, GPU, all of the normal functions. Having decks on it really doesn't serve you much other than the fact that you're using things that are on your smartphone. So to me, Samsung Dex on PC, although it was a really nice idea at the time, and after using that, I've been having access to it for over a year, I can truly tell you that you nine times out of 10 will end up doing things on your PC more so than you do it in Dex. And the reason behind that is not that it's not functional, but essentially what we're talking about essentially is like if you have access to a Chromebook and a, Win and a Windows PC and you have them both side by side and they're both powerful, generally you're going to stick to whatever your normal system is. And even if you got Chrome OS to run on a PC, if it's a secondary window like a VM, a virtual machine, uh, you're really going to default back to the main system. So in my opinion, I think on laptops, it doesn't really serve the purpose as much as it does when you're sitting in the living room and you connect it to your TV, or if you use something like the next stop where your phone is your laptop, that's the main benefit of having something like that. So those are the things that I really appreciate. That's one of the reasons why I really like Samsung's DeX implementation. It has improved so much. We have gesture support, keyboard shortcuts, application support, recent tabs, um, access to 5G now with the new 5G technology that we see there, S-Pen support on the S21 Ultra with it. it was a lot of things that we normally don't get. And I really think that I can go out with the next stock and my S S21 Ultra and not worry about not having my laptop with me. I can edit videos, render videos, upload them with super fast connections. My phone's always charged at the end of this experience. And at the end of the day, I can actually add SD card support, meaning I can transfer data from my phone to an SD card and keep it backed up. Keep a 512 gig card on, the, on that uh, next stock. And every time you log into it or you're using it, back up your content. Sorry about that. Uh, and make sure your content is there and you still have access to all of the things you want. You don't have to spend more money. Uh, so those are the things I really am very excited about. And yes, DeX is very much a powerful uh, for portability's sake. Absolutely. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh everybody good morning say say hi to everybody here uh let me see here uh here i think um i left the prospect of running wireless stock uh so wireless stock android desktop mode um on a phone for over for, for um uh, over windows 10 times uh windows 10x machine um i hope we, we get to that level i really hope that you know google finally takes the, the wraps over Android 10 uh, desktop mode because we're at Android 11. They're starting to work on Android 12 already, right? But we still don't have desktop mode realistically. And LG did a job, uh, it, it, LG did a decent job to actually customize it. But at the end of the day, it's still not functional as much as what we see DeX. And DeX is built on top of Android. It's not it's not native. Um, Huawei does the same thing with their EMUI desktop. And I feel like both DeX and EMUI desktop are much like light years ahead of when Android 10.0, well, Android desktop is right now. But if we're able to get it there with desktop wireless, I think that'll be really nice. Uh, 
some Snapdragon, some Snapdragons are not uh, overclockable. Uh, in general, most smartphones can, depending on the kernel that you install and depending on how the system, uh, the the ROM that you're using. So it, the the overclocking process, it's not it's not like a PC processor where you have you have to you have to have the K processor to know that it's overclockable. Um, you're able to push some of the limits that you're able to get out of your smartphone, but you have to remember the thermals and how things are set up. So the reality of the matter is. I don't necessarily recommend overclocking your smartphone because the improvement is so minimal. You're not like jumping from like three gigahertz to four. We're talking, you know, small incremental numbers that at the end of the day, I don't really feel the big benefit from there. I think you're more, your performance would definitely benefit more if you get a, if you get a really good kernel that allows you to actually overclock, uh, overvolt to undervolt the, the system to get the better performance, but not necessarily overclocking the CPU. So getting it much more, I would say basically tuning it to a much, at much more precise levels, but it does require somebody more comfortable playing it. And you have to obviously use a third-party app. Sometimes custom ROMs include that as part of their settings app. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. ER1980, good morning, man. Sabaho, sabaho, ahlan. Uh, okay, so Rafael jumping back in. $1,300 wouldn't hit that hard for for anyone if uh, if way more people weren't... Uh... <laughs> Rafael, man. No, 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 no. You have to keep in mind is the reality is when you go into a smart, to, into a store to buy something, when you are doing your own purchasing realistically, um, your capabilities and your own personal, personal, um, I would say financial capabilities dictate how your decision is being made. It has nothing to do with basically, you know, having or not having, because you could be somebody that's doing well off, but maybe just doesn't feel comfortable paying $1,300, $1,400 for a smartphone because that device or that type of technology doesn't really do as much in their life as maybe, let's say, saving that much money and paying it for the car. So you have to understand that the decisions being made are, are factored in by many things, not necessarily how much money you have. Because there are options if you really want to be able to get it to basically finance it and do things. So it's not always about that, but you should always make a decision based on what you're able to do and what you feel like makes makes a benefit into your life. Are you going to do more with that smartphone at $1,300 or should you pick up a $500 to $600 pixel that will do 90% of what you were looking for and actually, for the most part, exceed the expectations when it comes down to camera performance? Let's see here. Uh... Okay, uh, so uh, Latrell is saying, I hope that the, I hope a future next talk uh, has wireless DEX compatibility. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I, I'm pretty much, I pretty much refuse to plug in my phone and always wireless charge uh, by my device. Only if I really need to plug it in my phone and I will. So it depends on what you're looking for, but I'm, I'm with you. Uh, the fact is the, the function of what Nextalk's offering us right now is it's a capability of charging your smartphone, capability of getting you access to SD card, headphone jack, SP, USB type A option, and of course, give you that laptop experience because DeX runs so nicely off of it. Uh, wireless DeX on it, I think would be something that's really nice, but keep in mind, Wireless text generally works over Wi-Fi, meaning it's not a direct connection to your TV or directly connecting to a monitor. It's connected to a Wi-Fi, which is generally a centralized hub. And that's where both you and the monitor and the TV have to be connected. So for, for Nextstock to support this, there's a little bit more than just having wireless. There's a lot more development. I think, I don't know if that's the generational jump that they're going with. Uh, there are other options to have your HDMI functions out. Wired, I feel like, still benefits us the most because it gives us access to those other options, as I mentioned. The SD card, the headphone jack, the USB Type-A also charges our smartphone at the same time and shares the network connection between the phone and the wireless decks at the same time. So there's a lot of things going on. 
And I think USB-C is still the best, fastest option, especially when you're talking about data transfer, not just necessarily using DEX, meaning just to have DEX access. Because when you think of it, wireless DEX requires a couple of other functionalities as well. Uh, for NextDoc to work, they would also need Bluetooth functionality. So not only are you connected via Wi-Fi, but you're also connected via Bluetooth. There's a lot more uh, connections between the two. And more than likely, your phone's going to be sitting next to the dock anyways. So why not plug it in? Uh, Mehoop is asking, did S20, Note 20 Ultra or the S21 Ultra? Note 20 Ultra, hands down. No question. Um, if, you, if you'd like to know more, please, uh, I'll, I'll definitely explain that if you want. Um, or conversely, uh, companies stop price, uh, price gouging and we do a price control and advanced uh, tech to the real premium. That's a true, that's a much better direction, I think. It's the reality, I think, over... Uh, and I, I don't really have a way of explaining exactly how Samsung's price marketing is or even uh, Apple's process uh, approach to this. Because at the end of the day, if you think about it, it is truly more of an R&D based, really. I don't think the hardware costs 1300 bucks, but I think when you start factoring in the, their advertising budget, their their presence, their, everything that Samsung and Apple does, that's generally what causes the device to go so much more. I mean, LG's budget is not anywhere, anywhere close to it. And in the same year as, LG, as Samsung uh, released a $1,200 phone, LG released something that is actually, in my opinion, much better for $799 using the same processor, same 5G towers, because they both use the same 5G technology. They had the same processor and modem in there. And it still to this day performs much better, in my opinion, when it comes down to camera performance. The 4K60 capability that was just announced with the 888 on the Snapdragon, uh, Snapdragon S21, uh, sorry, the S21 uh, Ultra or the S21 line of devices, believe it or not, was there with the Snapdragon 865, sorry, last year with LG. So Samsung maybe... Um, maybe introducing some features as brand new, but it, this is no different than what uh, Apple does when they incorporate 5G into their smartphones. Let me see here. Uh, I, I, I wish, I wish, I, I, <laughs> I wish there were things like that to be possible. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, I'm end up, I'm one of those people that ended up having to trade in their S20 Ultra to get the S21. So my S21 is, my S20 is for the most part gone. Uh, let me see here. Oh, here. So Rafael is asking is, I think the Pixel 5 level uh, devices should be freely distributed by government uh, to 18-year-olds over citizens, which would be a really good <laughs> I don't think... So Here, here is the thing. Although your idea is very, I would say, optimistic, and I would hope that, that maybe there's options like that, um, very, very few people would be comfortable getting devices that are sponsored by government. Um, and I think it's more about, you know, this choice. You want to be able to choose what you want, not necessarily go into a place and you only have one selection. So the choice is what you're really kind of working with. And you also have the competitive competition where you go with companies and different options. So I think those are the things you want to keep in mind. Although the idea makes sense, and uh, there are options for seniors in the U.S. at least to get um, low-budget smartphones that are able to be distributed for people that are maybe either hard of hearing, hard of sight, or not able to see well. Uh, but those are more intended to be more um, assistive, assisting uh, type of technology, not necessarily a smartphone, uh, a true smartphone experience, I mean. Let's see here. Uh, okay. Uh, SS2 Bardock, uh, sorry, SSJ2 Bardock. Okay. So, um, so like an upgradable, uh, like a portable upgrade, for me, it's important to restore my data, even if the phone dies. Since I hate backups, uh, data backing up to the cloud, uh, that one criteria is of a smartphone should, should always have. Most smartphones have that. 
Actually, believe it or not, most smartphones have that. Uh, OnePlus has the OnePlus Switch that is, uh, sorry, the OnePlus, I think it's OnePlus Switch. Um, and then, of course, we have Smart Switch that's built into Samsung devices that also has a desktop application. You're able to back up all your data off of it. Uh, cloud backup is always a, a choice. I think local storage backup is always better for you because it gives you the ability of not only having access to all your data, but you don't have to pay for it on a consistent basis. Um, Cloud storage is more convenient because you're easily transferred from one device and you can access it with the next device. But at the end of the day, it's online. You don't have your data and we're really becoming more reliant on, uh, you know, online content. So as much as I agree with online being the best way, I think the definitely uh, local storage, if you have a NAS, uh, or even things like, uh, actually, there's something that I'm actually going to be releasing a video on it next week. It's a SanDisk iExpanse wireless charger that has a very unique function is built-in storage to back up your videos and your, and your uh, text messages and so on. And every time I put my phone on the charger to keep it charged up, it connects via Wi-Fi direct between it and the and the charger and the wireless charger, and it transfers all my content and backs it up there. It doesn't delete anything. And that, for me, is a very big win. So things like that, I always appreciate having for. So keep an eye out that for that for the video next week. Uh, you guys will definitely enjoy that one, definitely, for sure. Um, oh, okay. I, I may, I'm a little bit behind. So there's, there, we're stating that there is an, a V70 leak. And I really hope that it ends up being something that does materialize. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Greg, uh, <laughs> always, I think I'm catching up. Uh, Unbox Mania, uh, um, Unboxing Mania. Hey, man, how you doing? Uh, okay, uh, so here, Dumur, Dum, Dumur. Hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. Um, should tech screen, sorry, should tech screens, touch screens, and display manufacturers matter in the choice of a device? Because from what I've heard and read, some brand like uh, Tian, uh, oh, T, uh, the TN, the TN displays and Good Fix um, have have been really good. So. Technology, when it comes down to displays, it will always be a choice. Yes, um, manufacturers will always have a different uh, performance. I can we've seen this in, in many, many, many generations, where uh, a certain OEM, insert name here, releases a device, but it basically sources their panels for their devices from two different manufacturers, and one of the manufacturers tends to have a problem. This is very much what most people do with PC monitors. The consideration of what, you know, like a TN panel as opposed to a non-TN panel, an OLED versus an LCD, an IPS, uh, you know, all of the different little uh, specifications that we look into. At the end of the day, I would probably say that for the most part, most displays nowadays are very well at 1080p to, uh, to QHD. They're very good panels. What you get the differences by, uh, behind them is not necessarily the quality of the image, but it's more so... Um, the panel quality, but also the knit, the brightness level, the performance, the refresh rate. Uh, we're starting to see basically a standard now that almost nothing runs at 60 anymore and everybody's at 90 to 120 refresh rate, even 144. Um, and those are the things that we really have to appreciate. I would say if you're looking for a smartphone, the same way you pick a Snapdragon version over an Exynos, an 8 gig to a 12 gig, you really should also pay attention to what display technology that you're picking up, because that is a big factor of how the pricing of that phone was put together. So really look for that nice medium between price to benefit ratio so that you're getting the best experience. But I would always type of uh, pay attention to that as well. Uh, Maryland's jumping back with uh, rollable is very intriguing, seems more sensible uh, than folding. Uh, so when we start looking at it realistically, it is to fold in a certain way, if we have to keep in mind. So right. Um, 
where the Samsung or the, the you know all the devices that we've seen to this day have been more considered folding, meaning uh, none of them really fold. So I really want to make uh, make sure people understand that all of the folding smartphones on the market never fold. A fold is I don't know how to explain this correctly, but like this. Okay, even though this phone looks like it's closed and looks like it actually like the panel inside is actually closed like this. In reality, it's actually sitting in more of a U shape. It's actually more bent and that's the same technology that we see with the rollable smartphones that we're seeing coming out essentially the panel rolls up and rolls in and rolls out so the main benefit that you're getting here essentially is that you're just getting a different implementation of it i like that a lot i like the approach the way you like it marilyn where i feel like the rollable is much more ergonomically functional because the way that we've seen the 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 application right now are uh oppo has one coming out i think of the oppo find x or five uh I, I can't remember the specific name, but Oppo has one, LG has one, and and, uh, and of course TCL has one. And TCL has another one that's like a scroll at that point. But um, I feel like they're more functional because in reality, you're getting a phone that looks like this. And when you want it, will basically roll to get you that experience to become a wider phone. And that's always going to be a little bit more functional because 90% 90, 90 of the time when you're using it, it's actually the size of a smartphone. It's actually the right format. So very much excited about that. And I hope that we definitely see, uh, we start seeing some of those uh, devices come out because right now all we're seeing is, um, I think, teasers, if that's the best way to say it. Um, Unboxing Mania is asking, do I tend to, do I use skins on my phone? Um, I, I will say this, I have used skins in the past. Um, I, there was a there was a while that I decided to start using skins and it wasn't mostly because of the skin. It was more because I wanted to actually have a picture on the back of my phone. That was the way I used to customize them. Um, I prefer a case over a skin and I haven't had that much good experience with skins because they tend to peel. They don't really stay on as good or as long as I wanted them. But it's also the fact that for me, at least when I start looking at them, I want to make sure that if I do drop my phone, I have a case on it. The skin, unfortunately, does not do that protection level that I like. It customizes them very nicely, and there's always good, unique looks. Um, I wish that we were ha we had options for cases that included skin function, meaning the case itself stays, and you're able to change the skin on the case and actually enjoy it that way. Uh, but no, personally, I t I, most of the time, I tend to case the device as opposed to skin it. Um. Waiting for the V60 price uh, to, to drop a little bit. Hopefully, we'll, be, uh, we'll have custom recovery in ROMs as well. Uh, at, as time goes on, definitely for sure, uh, pricing on those will always be really, really nice. I would check B&H. They typically do have a really good uh, good pricing on them as well. Uh, Greg, um, only if you need uh, that much power that you should buy a $1,000 phone. Absolutely. If you really need to be able to get those functions that you're asking for, like really pushing the system outside of normal use, and at that point, even at that point, I really be really tempted to ask, really, what is it that you think you want to do or can you do with a $1,200 phone that you don't think a you know, $1,000 phone or an $800 can do? Those are the things we really need to kind of pay attention to and always make make sure that we're we're thinking of them when we're buying a device. Um, let me see. Da, da, da. Uh, X Commander FF. Hey, man, how you doing? Um Phantom Raven saying is LG has a bad connection has bad connection antenna and poor poor haptics. It depends on the model that you're using. Realistically, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just I'm getting text. I'm I, I'm expecting a package delivery. Uh, yes, no, depends on where you are. I, I think for me with the V60, I didn't really feel any of those issues, even with the Velvet, and certainly not with uh, the Wing. The Wing for sure. Uh, the only thing I really wish the Wing had was that maybe a little bit. Uh, I, 
just to me, I feel like the function of the way the wing was was put together. I I wish I had it on T-Mobile more so than Verizon. Not to say that I don't think it works great on Verizon. I just don't have Verizon service personally, and that that review unit was a Verizon unit. So to me, I wish we were able to do it the other way. Let me see here. Da, da, da. Uh, let me see here, Davin. Uh, second, uh, the No Seven still. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, that's where the FE came in. It's the No Seven FE. That's where the FE Newton moniker came in. I want to say thanks to everybody hanging out with us today, this morning, uh, this afternoon, this evening. Um, if you're watching us and it's an evening, good afternoon. If it's a minute later in the day, good after, good day. Uh, and if it's in the morning, sabaho, because <laughs> uh, I'm depending depending where you are. This depending that could actually be true. Um, so here, let's look at this. Okay, so purchasing is the Samsung S9. The S9 uh, refurbished is more expensive than an LG V50 or even a V60. Um, I'm, I would ask, I would probably say is don't buy it refurbished. Make sure you get a good second used, uh, version. The S nine plus should never, not even closely be resembling the price point of where, where those two are. Um, unless you're in a market where the V V series, um, is a lot less, uh, needed, I guess it's weird. Um, I, I, my impression or my reaction to that is more because the S nine is, we're talking like five years, right? So we're like S 21 is S 20, the S 10, the S nine. So we're talking the, the V 50 is already like three generations more improved and the price point for this one, I guess it depends on the, on the seller, but you're looking at a refurbished device also. So just be, be, make sure that you're getting a right, the good quality on that one. Uh, let me see here, uh, Gary the Gary the fisherman. I love that. Pixel is life. If Joe Hickey was in the comments, he would totally jump on that one as well. I'm I'm with you. Um, Raphael is asking, saying, "Is I really miss phones that are hundred six hundred and fifty dollars tops? It's really there is a lot of options right now. The Snapdragon seven sixty five last year proved to us that um, you don't necessarily have to go to the eight sixty five to get the best experience out of a out of a smartphone." Um, the Dimensity 1000 Plus that also is coming out now with devices and the Dimensity 1100 and the 1200 from MediaTek are starting to provide us more functions and more powerful devices in that mid-range price point. MediaTek does a really nice uh, price to, uh, to like a bank for the buck kind of a ratio because the way they're set, the way their market is worked right now, they're starting to catch up with what some of the Snapdragon processors are offering and still giving us a really good price benefit. Their pricing is not as expensive. So I really would recommend like the Reno 5 Pro, the Reno 5 Pro 5G was running a MediaTek 1100 plus. Uh, that 1000 plus, uh, the V, the, the V60, I want to say the, the one that was just released from honor in China was also running the, uh, the MediaTek 1000 plus. So those processors are very, very capable and very snappy. Uh, make sure you pay attention to all of the markets, all the other manufacturers, because it's not always about the 888. Um, you can get something very comparable at a MediaTek processor as well. Uh, ooh. So here, uh, Pixel 4a is the best, honestly, one of the most perfect phones out there for people. I, 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 totally. I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. And I think it's one of those things you have to kind of appreciate what the Pixel 4a does and what it offers for 350. Um, Jack Burton Hero here. Okay. Um, is it worth switching from an iPhone 11 Pro Max to an S21 Ultra? I have always preferred Android over iOS, but I'm a huge fan of the AirPod uh, Pros and Apple uh, and the Apple Watch series. So... Here's the thing. 
when you're comparing the 11 Pro Max and the S21 Ultra, I personally think the 11 Pro Max is a very capable smartphone. I still have my 11 Pro Max and I didn't switch. I didn't try to go for the 12 Pro Max. Um, is it an upgrade? Uh, you're you're looking at two separate ecosystems, but you kind of caveated it a little bit with the basically the Apple Watch as well as the, basically the Apple uh, the AirPods. Um, at the end of the day, those only really function well on an iOS device. I think the 11 Pro Max running the latest version of iOS is going to be a very good processor or good device, and the processor is very much in in toe to toe to what you get now with the with the brand new chipset that we have from Samsung. So. Personally, unless you have a reason to switch, I wouldn't switch. I would stick to what you have. Enjoy the benefits of being able to tap in into the ecosystem that you're comfortable with because there isn't really a comparable experience uh, to the Apple Watch on, on Android. The AirPods Pro or the the, um, the Samsung Buds Pro are, for the most part, a toe-to-toe -to, -toe to the AirPods because of the functionality and the 360 audio, but there's not much as far as smartwatches. The, the, Gear, the Gear watches or the Gear S3, like the one we have here, this one just works very differently. It's, I feel like it's a better implementation, but it's more so to your comfort. I would stick with what works. Uh, Android, unfortunately, at this point, doesn't have a way of doing a one-to-one -one translation between the two. Let's see what we have there. Uh, Pixel. Okay, so let's look at it real quick here. So Raphael says, the Pixel 5 fingerprint reader sucks because it can't read uh, with the, with the uh, tiniest amount of moisture. Most fingerprint sensors are in the same boat because what they do, it's not the, it's, well, the reason, be, the issue behind that is you, you're talking about basically uh, an ultrasonic fingerprint sensor as well as an optical sensor. Optical sensors, which is most of what the fingerprint sensors that you see on the market that are in or behind the display, light the fingerprint. They provide a light. They shine a light on the fingerprint and then they scan it. That's part of it. So that's the optical sensor. When you add moisture to it, it changes the imp the imprints that we have in there, and it, it tends to provide more of a false, uh, false, false negative, basically. And the reality behind that, that's just part of the technology, and it's not a pixel line. It's, that's not a pixel fe uh, feature. Uh, but if I if I'm not mistaken, I think at the end of the day, when you look at it as far as a smartphone. Very few devices are using the new um, Qualcomm uh, larger fingerprint sensor. So Samsung S21 is finally using it. It was This was released last year with the 865. This isn't new. Uh, but as far as fingerprint sensor, that's just part of the technology. That's is why This is why physical fingerprint sensors on the like Pixel 4a 5G or the Pixel 4a are always going to be king. Uh, and like a Pixel, a, fix, a fingerprint sensor on the Nord N100 at 150 bucks, it still will work nine times out of 10. There's no question. Aditya, hey man, Sabaha, Sabaha. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing good. Thank you. Uh, Saturday, February sixth, busy, busy week. Um, I said I was going to try to stop doing daily videos, and and I and I haven't been able to. Um, and although I'm not producing any videos for tomorrow, um, keep an eye out because I'm going to be hopefully popping in into a, a couple of shows, live streams going on um, that are that'll be really nice, and we'll be able to hang out. Uh, Ronaldo on my tech reviews and I will be hanging out tomorrow for sure. So we'll see how that goes. Thank you, man. Hope you're doing as well. Doing well. Uh, sounds like uh, saturating the market will become a uh, a uh, a quantity over quality scenario. Depending on which market that you're in, this is probably already a situation. I mean, if you're more in the Asian market, uh, you'll you'll realize that there are more, way more devices being released way close to each other than you see them in more European and U.S. markets. And those are things that I think what all it was essentially it was a matter of time before the U.S. started to see some more of those. But at the end of the day, I look at them as. Are they truly providing us an improvement or is it just an iterative release so that you can have a release 
and you're able to capitalize on the this is new let me get something new concept uh, going on so those are the things i always worry about but having more manufacturers making devices only benefits the user as long as the user does the legwork of trying to shop around if you only go into your smartphone store let's say you go to a, a you know a phone company t-mobile verizon sprint well not for sprint t-mobile or any at&t that really limits what you're able to select from really at the end of the day those are not your only choices those are the choices that have deals with those companies so at the end what you're looking at really is uh you know you're you're really more into the situation of you know who was able to make a deal with said oem or said phone company at the end of the day right now you have lg oneplus samsung apple um, and it may be Revel in T-Mobile stores, and those are 90% of what you see in the stores. Uh, but, you know, and LG finally came back in there. But, you know, uh, Motorola doesn't exist anymore. HTC doesn't exist there anymore. And those are things that you don't really get a chance to see, like Oppo devices, uh, you know, Xiaomi, the Mi 11 that's coming out. We won't see in the retail stores, but they these are devices that historically, like the Mi 10 and the Mi 10 Pro, were very good devices. Great bang for the buck for what you're able to get with them. And, of course, some, some features that I felt like were even better than the options that we had in the US. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Let me see here. Um, hey, guys. Uh, oops, I think I see. This is what happens when you click a link. And the, <laughs> let me see here. I'm hoping I'm not that far off. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Aditya, you're right. I am quite a bit behind on the chat. I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> TK, you need to stretch. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see here. Uh, hashtag not being paid to be here. That's why we like you, Matt. That's why we like you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> at Matt Tyler, hashtag sponsored, hashtag ad. <laughs> you guys are killing it. Uh, let me see if I can catch here. Hashtag. Ext oh, I see what it is. Okay. I see now I'm reading the comments. I'm a little bit behind on that one as well. Um, do you think the Note 21 will come out with an S uh, with a 21? Oh, okay. So for that one, as I'm answering this one, so uh, Do Punjabi, uh, it, so depends on what you're considering there. So the Note 21 more than likely will have an S21 uh, FE coming out alongside of it. And I say alongside, not necessarily the same launch, but very soon next to it. I think that's they're, they're, they've learned that the FE line makes sense for a later part of the year. Um, Otterbox has cases that, uh, that you can... Uh, put different stickers uh, behind on them. So uh, Daniel uh, uh, Bemis is asking, uh, referring to, so those are the cases that have the pop sockets that are built into them and allow you to actually change the stickers or actually the pop socket cover uh, to have different customizations. And I'm totally with you. I, I love those cases from a, uh, from a, a truly ultra portable, ultra functionality type cases. cases those are the ones I really like. Um, the ones I'm referring to mostly were like an entire back, uh, which allow us to basically like kind of just changing plates. And that becomes a little bit more unique. And you can have different plates for different uh, occasions and still get the full benefit. Um, and I think those are the ones that we're talking about. Uh, my bad. Yeah, exactly. There was a picture on the back. Oh, <laughs> now I get it. Why extreme skins are in there? Um, Rafael, I just think I just think everyone needs uh, more than enough. Uh, we give them twelve to fifty-six for uh, for for more headroom. Um, if they keep their phone for five years, so they don't ha have to delete anything. So, okay, so that conversation is a little bit. Uh, there's two sides of that conversation, right? Uh, two fifty-six is not 
and it's really hard to explain it. Okay, 128 gigs of internal storage is not what 128 used. To, so in 2021, 128 gigs of internal storage is not the same as 128 gigs of internal storage in 2020 and 2019 or 2018 as you go backwards in time. When we had those options back then, those were when we didn't have 4K all the time. I mean, the 4K wasn't really such a good quality that you're able to shoot in 4K at all times. I actually now no longer shoot in 1080p anymore. My smartphones, any phone that I'm using has to be at the full potential. So 4K60 for me is the best that I choose for on the primary shooter in the back. I don't go to 8K because 8K is not there. But 4K has basically gotten to the point where it is a standard for me that if I'm going to shoot content, I want to shoot it I want to shoot it at the highest resolution and I want to archive it as the original resolution. So those are the things you want to keep in mind. Um, Having more, meaning 256 gigs now, I feel like is what 128 used to be a couple of years, a few years back. That's the thing that I really don't understand why manufacturers give us the selection. Because if you're not giving us expandable storage, meaning we can't control that, we're having to rely more on online services, it depends on the market as well. I feel like Xiaomi in, in Asian market have the Xiaomi cloud function, uh, service, which I feel like they make a lot more money off of than what we typically see here in the European or the US market. So those are things that you have to keep in mind. Storage on a smartphone will always be at a premium. Having 256 is a good number, I think, to carry you for the three to four years that most people will end up using their smartphone. Are you likely, though, with an S21 Ultra to not run out of that time? I don't think so. I think you're going to probably run out with it within about a year or so if you just use it at the best features. So those are the things that we always need to keep an eye out. Is it something that makes sense? Is it something that will carry me? 128 is no longer a good choice. And I feel like Samsung is literally egging us to buy a smartphone and basically paying 50 bucks more to get the 256. Why is it that I can go from 128 to 256 for 50 bucks? But if I want to go from 256 to 512, it's an extra 200 bucks. Like it, it's a step. It's almost like they, they're leading you into where they want by marking the pricing on that. And those are the things that we need to make a decision on. Do we really appreciate that? And will it work? Um, if you're planning on keeping your smartphone for quite some time, I recommend totally paying a little bit more and getting the higher storage because you are going to be using that as time goes on. As time goes on, we, we accumulate more content. And if you're using the best sensors, it's definitely going to be there. Let me see what else we have here. I do. I, I'm realizing that I skipped a few comments. I do apologize. I think this, this thing just kind of shot all the way to the bottom. Um, so Alexander C is asking, so, so 3, 3X or 10X optical zoom, not worth it at 1200. What are other uh, alternative uh, that that have that we have at around 600 bucks? So when it comes down to optical, so when it, so what, what Alexander is referencing is that the S21 Ultra has two telephoto lenses. Uh, one that's optimized to work at 3X, so three times optical zoom, that's not digital, so it's actually based in the sensor. And then the other one is optimized to work at 10 times optical zoom. So those top zoom functionalities only make sense if you truly need to have that much proximity or basically you want to be able to get closer to the subject, but you can't get that close to it. At around the $600 price point, you don't really have a lot of good options at the 10X. So obviously what I would probably recommend at that point is honestly, which I think a lot of people don't realize, there are camera, there are lens attachments that are sold from companies like um I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Moment sells some of them. And I want to say Rhino Shield also includes them as well. And they tend to include lenses that allow us to have that true 3X lens that mounts on the back of your phone. So 
at that price point around 600 i think attachment lens attachments will probably be the best solution they're typically about 20 to 30 bucks depending on the manufacturer that you're going with and they will basically give you the benefit of having that lens or that functionality that you're looking for uh i love it when an update decides to jump in, in the middle of a live stream i always always love it uh so i'm hopefully that that kind of answers the question uh aditya saying uh d brand <laughs> See, this this is the side of Aditya that we don't get to see all the time. You know, we see the nice guy that always, you know, all of that stuff. And then, then he comes out with these type of comments. Bring it on, Aditya. Bring it on. Let's see what else we have here. Davin, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, I, I'm realizing. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I love communicating. And I always love answering questions. I always like interacting with everybody, but I do appreciate you when you guys uh, remind me to hydrate. It, yes, talking straight for two hours is um, it's a challenge, but believe it or not, it doesn't feel like a challenge, like a lot of work for me because it truly is an enjoyable conversation. This is truly our way of communicating with each other. Um, Okay, so here, the, the why did Samsung? Why has Samsung stopped using the variable aperture uh, lenses? I think it's because they felt like having a larger sensor uh, and pixel binning it down to twelve megapixel was more worth it for them. That was a feature that I think was a really nice feature available on a lot of Samsung devices. The ability of changing the aperture, the amount of light that you're able to actually absorb or bring into the lens to be able to have that natural, more bokeh uh, feel or depth of field information. Um, I feel like I think it wasn't really, it, they wanted to shift. I think what we're noticing them is focusing more on laser autofocus, uh, 108 megapixel sensors, um, 3X, as we just talked about it, 3X and 10X zoom. I feel like that's what they're really looking to focus on more. Um, I, I don't, I really hope that this was something that would have, con they would have continued. Uh, but it's one of those things to keep, uh, keep things in mind. Um, Matt's covering the fact that extreme extreme skins uh, ships across the the world. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder, Matt. Is it is it hashtag sponsored? And I didn't get the memo. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, extreme skins does actually ship uh, internationally. I did order a couple things from them before, so definitely very nice. Um, Aditya, uh, doesn't the P the the P5 use a capacitive fingerprint sensor? Um, I don't. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, actually, somebody can maybe Google that real quick for us. I don't really have, I, I don't remember if it was a capacitive fingerprint sensor, but I think most of the ones that are on the back are typically uh, capacitive. I think the, the in display are either optical or ultrasonic because they have to go through the glass. That's just par partially what the technology is. Uh, Raphael saying it's, it is, it is capacitive. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking Raphael is answering your question there. Whoa. Uh, Okay, hold on real quick. Please, please, please do not do not spam the, the chat if you don't mind. Uh, uh is in there, Sandeep is in there as well. Uh Greg. <laughs> Matt. Oh, Matt's helping out as well. I forgot about that part. Yes, Matt, Matt is he's gonna have to bring the hammer to <laughs> I say it, and then uh Gary the fireman basically uh <laughs> asking to bring the hammer time yes please do not do not spam the chat it the chat is really intended for us to have a communication between uh you you guys and us and everybody so let's just keep it keep it cordial keep it nice and we can all enjoy it together uh let me see what else we have here oh uh Chemi okay here let's check real quick <laughs> 
I saw your comment at DT. I didn't, I'm not missing it there. Um, being honest, I clean my phone regularly. So 128 is enough, but I will get 256 because I think the same as you better sensors. We will use more. So the reality is the, yes. So that's the thing to keep in mind. Uh, some, some users are more diligent about cleaning and making sure that they back up their devices. And those are things that always be appreciated because those are the things you want to need to do. You don't want to be in that situation where you're out and you're trying to take pictures or videos and you get that dreaded out of storage notification because that there's nothing you could do when you have no SD card to take the storage out or to delete pictures. You're going to have to go through your photo gallery and start picking memories and deciding this one is not good and I can get rid of it. So those are the things you want to enjoy. Um, I think 256 is to, to kind of talk to what, you know, support what Chami's kind of going in with is as far as long term and generally because you're transitioning from an older phone, more than likely you're bringing in with you some library of collection of pictures and so on that will eat up some of the internal storage. So you're already starting at a somewhat, not that it's a disadvantage, but it, you're not really getting 128. Uh, you're getting whatever's left out of everything that gets transferred into it. And of course, the operating system and so on. So I feel like 256 is truly the standard. Samsung showed us that they could do 256 with the Note 10, the Note 10 and the Note 10 Plus. And then somehow did a 180 and decided, nope, we'll give you 128 and we'll take away the SD card. It makes no sense. It absolutely makes no sense. The Note 20 to me was a, a purely device made knowing that they were going to lose money making it to make people buy the Note 20 Ultra. That's really what it felt like. Because at a 128 for somebody coming in from a Note 10, it's, it's a downgrade. It's a downgrade. And it's felt the exact same way with the S20 Ultra this year. Uh, the S21 Ultra. I feel like the S21 Ultra is very much a downgrade from what we saw last year with the S uh, the S20 Ultra because what we got last year was more. Uh, uh, can you s store apps on the cloud? Um, not really, not really. So there was one company that did this a while back. It was called Next, the Nextbit Robin, uh, but that company unfortunately got bought out by Razer, and then that function was taken away. And essentially, what it was, it was a way for them to basically dormant, or they put an app in dormant, meaning you don't lose the icon placement of it on your locks on your home screen or in your app drawer, but you get more of a grayed out image of it. And then what happens essentially is that the app is at that point removed. And if you need it, you click it, and it automatically downloads it from the cloud, and you're able to use it. Your data is saved for it so there was a way for it to, to work but unfortunately in the current state no uh, so that was Corey's question there um also usb-c uh storage devices uh if it's a, if it's serious you'll be able to uh okay hold on uh it, so storage devices if it's that serious you uh you can take all of that footage so Yes, I'm with you. The USB storage, I think it's a very good function. You're right. Um, you're able to plug in the thumb drive, back up all your images and do that. But what I'm what I try to say this is here. Um, creatures of habit, what we tend to do is uh, you need to basically be diligent to do that system. You need to be able to remember to take that thumb drive to put it in there and back it up and make sure you keep an eye where that thumb drive is going to be put. Physical media is very um location-based and i say that meaning is if you lose the thumb drive you just lost those content uh that's the main thing you want to keep in mind there are there are other options i mean the option that i'm refer referencing for you guys with the next stock is purely based on that same technology it's a usb based technology what i like about it is that if you use it as a laptop if you use it as a samsung dex laptop you're always going to have access to that sd card that's built into the next the next stock and that doesn't get removed unless you personally take it out so it sits there 
this becomes an external battery it becomes an external storage it becomes uh external uh option to be able to use touch display with the system enjoy your content to its fullest potential those are the things that i appreciate about that so whatever works for you is going to basically work as long as you're diligent about that part so let's see what else we have here uh ta -ta -ta. I, I, so here's the the thing that uh with the stream yard is because there's so many comments and I'm scrolling through, it has a tendency to just say, oh, you want to scroll? Let me take you to the uh, to the latest one, skipping a whole bunch of people. Dude, uh, if, if it existed and it was still supported, I would totally push and let, uh, say that that, that would have been the best fit. Uh, unfortunately, next bit, if you are able to pick up the actual phone, the service itself is not there anymore. They haven't updated the device for quite some time. Um, the Duck Punjabi is asking me right now is what is my current uh, daily driver for right now the S21 Ultra which is the one I'm actually in the process of putting in the review and a lot of you guys have seen this before I also have the Xperia 1 Mark 2 so I'm waiting for the Android 11 on that one I was using the, Fold, uh, the Z Fold 2 but I think at this point I'm de depends on what ends up happening with the S21 Ultra because for me I'm I'm a little bit conflicted as to how that device makes sense to me as an upgrade. So that was my challenge. But uh, I was using the default two for quite some time. Uh, let me see here. I think that the Rafael, it's like I had a Robin. No, yeah, same. Uh, the that lime. Uh, the, I want to say like foam minty green color. That was the best way to describe it. Uh, yeah, see? No, no, definitely. The next bit, dude. Joe, Joe Hickey's in the comment. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm good, mate. Just uh, watch a horror. Cra uh, oh, man. Okay, a lot of people are watching horror movies and they're uh, they're really getting into it. And it's <laughs> see, this is what happens. I throw, I, I, we mentioned one word about the next bit, Robin, and it always uh, kind of works. It goes there. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Let's see. We'll block that one for a few minutes. Uh, please, please, please uh, be be mindful in the in the chat as well. Uh, let me see what we have. Here. Uh, oh, they called it the blue mint. Yeah, I remember. It was a it was a nice color. So, um, do I have it here? Uh, no, that's weird. I, I thought I had it. Oh, let me see. No, I used to have. Uh, the uh, the Razer gaming phone, the Razer phone, which was essentially based on the the Nextbit Robin. Let me see here, real quick. Do I have it somewhere? No. Bueller, Bueller, nobody. <laughs> I typically have most of these things uh, at arm's reach. It's one of those things I kind of try to keep in, keep an eye. Um, okay, hold on. Let me see. Okay, so TK. Um, so Don uh, Donald uh, Lucino is asking is TK. Um, if I leave my phone on uh, on a stand. Up on a stand-up charger with um, always-on display uh, all night, plugged in. Uh, in uh, okay, in uh, with about four watt charger, keeping it uh, around one hundred percent. Is that okay for a five thousand milliampere battery? So, I'm, I'll say this: keeping your smartphone on at one hundred percent at all times is not really a recommended thing. It's typically not the best situation to do for your for your battery. Uh, if you're using the always-on display, so the always-on display typically is either on all the time or you have it on the schedule. So I'm assuming yours is on all the time. Um, you're able to keep it on. And I think most of the time what ends up happening is when it hits 100, it stops charging. It waits for its, to, for the charge to drop to about maybe one or two percentage, and then it charges its backup. So typically, that shouldn't be the biggest concern overall from a heat uh, dissipation issue. Um, but one thing I would probably say is 
um, you know, always on displays should be used when you're using them. And if you're not using them realistically, it's it's a waste of energy on that. And you do, you want to make sure that you're not putting in so much on a display at, at, so that in the long term, in the years that you're probably going to be using that device, you don't end up having any kind of burn in in there. And always on typically does take care of that by moving the image a little bit. But I, I would probably recommend saying set it as a schedule and have it turn off at a specific time and then turn it back on when you need it. Um, and if you don't really need it to be charged at 100%, I would use this a standard desk or turn off the functionality uh, for battery life entirely for much better battery life on a smartphone. Uh, keeping it between 15 to 80 to 85 degree, 85 percent is the typical best performance always. For me, I no longer charge, by the way, I no longer charge my smartphones at night. I, if any tiny smartphone that I have needs to be able to carry me from 6 a.m., 5.30 to 6 a.m. in the morning, all the way up to the next day at about 5.30 in the morning, because that's when I put the phone on the charger. It, that's, that is truly a much better situation. And even though I still allow it to go to 100, I don't let it sit on 100 for the rest of the day. It typically just, I allow it to basically just discharge and recharge and go through power cycles as they're intended. Uh, I think I missed, hold on. Uh, oh, here it is. Gary says, I have a Razer phone too, still has Android 9. I know. Um, every time I turn on that phone, I always hope that it was going to be an update, but the, the Razer phone, uh, the Razer phones as in general don't no longer exist. That's what it is. Um, oops. I love it. Okay. Here it is. So, um, did you notice that Samsung moved the wireless charging schedule to Bixby routines, uh, to, uh on the one UI 3.0? Um, I, I didn't get a chance to check the uh, that function, but I think they're trying to push people more into Bixby routines. Exactly. Um, I did notice that there some of the changes that they did in uh, One UI 3.0 for me um, are mostly aesthetic right now. I haven't gotten a chance to check it out. So the S21 Ultra has that. I don't really typically use wireless charging, um, you know, scheduling on, on that. But I do typically like to just basically keep that function separate. Uh, like I said, wire charging for me works best. I do have a charger that uses wireless charging with, uh, uh, you know, image backup that are built in from SanDisk. But I think at the end of the day, it's it's Samsung's trying to slowly trying to push Bixby into what we'd like. And most of us, tip, I, I personally tend to disable Sam, uh, Bixby. And I've even disabled Samsung Pay on my smartphone because it doesn't, it's not special anymore. Uh, oh, here. Okay, so Alexander's saying, say, I understand that coming from an S20, upgrading to the S21 is, consider, is, is considered to be a downgrade by many. So maybe the S21 is more so an upgrade for those that are running the S6 and S9. I think it's an upgrade from the sense of the technology that you're able to use your smartphone. There are absolutely, absolutely a lot of updates that they've done since the S9 and the S6, the S7, and the S8. Um, but the the big thing that you'll probably notice is if you're going for an S21 that is not the Ultra, you'll notice a drop in quality of image. The S9 Plus is a QHD resolution display with stereo speakers, an SD card, and a headphone jack. The S21 doesn't have many of those things. So typically somebody upgrading to that will still feel a little bit of that change in, in methodology of what Samsung's trying to go with. Uh, to the point where I'm hoping that the pluses kind of overcome the the differences. So yes, it, I'm I'm for sure. I think it's not something that an S10 or an S20 would be going for. It's more so somebody from a previous generation. Uh, but the the concern that I also look at essentially is that the way they they demonstrate it, the way that Samsung or Apple or we see their their demonstrations are, it's almost like they're trying to say is that that makes more sense to, to go to this direction. Uh, if you're upgrading and you have an SD card on your old phone. When you're buying a new phone and you realize it does not have an SD card, do you still buy that phone? 
or do you look for a phone that still supports it? That's the question, right? Let's see what we have here. Uh, wow, Pro saying, hey, man, how you doing? Uh, okay, so Rolando's in the chat. Da, da, da. Okay, here. Uh, so this one uh, coming from B, hey, T hey TK, moved from the Note 9 to the S21 uh, Ultra Exynos. Missed the 3.5 memory jack. It's so much feeding into what we just talked a second ago. Um, uh, bought uh, bought it uh, an Ibaso DAC. That, that's a good choice, uh, but doesn't work unless I plug it in. Uh, plug in the plug it in and restart the phone. Any tips on making it third party dongles work with S twenty one? So the sad, the sad, sad thing that started ever since last year with the S twenty. Um, Samsung, once they removed the headphone jack, decided to go the route of proprietary dongles. Honestly, the best thing that I would recommend right now, um, if your your DAC supports the 3.5 mm input, buy the Samsung dongle that it's currently sold. I think it was like 15 bucks. Um, you're able to get it from many different carriers or different stores, um, and just interface via USB if you have via 3.5 mm as opposed to USB C. The USB C is going to be a main a major pain in a lot of people's thing. I personally, right now, I don't know where I put it in. Uh, so I oh here. So I like, I'm in the same boat as you are. I like to use an external DAC. I use the FIO. This was a great recommendation from uh, Juan Carlos back now. And I can't use it with my Samsung device because Samsung doesn't support it. And I, I've tried the different jacks, different options. And the reality of the matter is, um, what I would probably say is your, your adapter to 3.5 mm would be the best solution to be more consistent. So you'll know it'll always work. That USB-C, unfortunately, is just it's something built into their system. They don't want people to to use their own. They want to basically have you either on their buds, their wire, you go wireless, or if you want wired, you need to use their dongle, which again is not included in the box. I don't I don't want to make it sound like I'm harping on them, but it just feels like every year we get something new from Samsung. It has less than the year before. Okay, let's see here. Okay, that was gone. Sorry, I'm, I'm, there's a few few things here going on. Let's see what else. Uh, oh, yes. Um, so Dongle Xenos uh, in uh, Infopinion is saying that Samsung, uh, Samsung's good luck quick panels has been moved uh, to theme pack was uh, and where basically was, was which was in quick start. Um, Good luck modules on Android on sorry in One UI three or three point one have gone through quite a bit of change, and they recently updated the entire ecosystem. They're trying to make it a little bit more. Um, I, I want to say more. I, I, it's hard to explain. Like the changes that they made didn't really make sense to me aesthetically. Um, I also know that Task Switcher doesn't work yet on Android eleven. Sorry about that. Um, so that module doesn't exist. Uh, One-handed operations still exist. Um, I think. I'm going to try to make up names. I know exactly where they are. So here, let's look at them up. Um, so uh, good luck if you guys are not familiar with is a set of customizing options or modules that Samsung offers for their Samsung device for their devices, um, which is generally not advertised. They don't like talk about them. And if you don't know about good luck, you could be missing so much out of what Samsung can do on their smart on their on their devices. So yeah, um, Multistar, Navstar, Home App, Notistar, uh, you have Pentastic, which I really like on this, which actually works really nice. Wonderland, yeah, and you're right, they did move it into Theme Park. Uh, nice Catch, One-Handed Operation, Ed's Touch, as well as Sound Assistant. There's a lot of options that are available, but uh, they're changing the organization of where things are. Uh, and I really would have wished that them, for them to add more features, and we haven't really seen that many new ones come out. 
don't know how that guy gets <laughs> gets a minute. I'm not sure which one they are. Um, I noticed that Samsung dongles are uh, proprietary too. That's kind of ridiculous, but nobody really talks about it. It, generally, you're right. It's one of those things that most people don't tend to talk about because most people focus on the sound of the speakers. You're, you're talking about Bluetooth connectivity. Uh, the general, I don't like using that term, not the general, but um, the direction that we're noticing from many manufacturers is that they want you to go in the direction of wireless. They're not trying to push you to go in to a wired experience. That's why they don't include dongles anymore. They don't include headphones in there anymore. They don't even want to give you anything resembling a wired connection. And I think what they're what they're trying to shift for is towards that wireless experience. At the end of the day, it's becoming more and more a more of a niche market where people truly enjoy listening to music on headphones. I like to use my uh, 770s and enjoy a high impedance pair of headphones, and I love to enjoy my content or my music on my headphones with a really nice, powerful DAC. That's the reason why I buy an accessory like the the, the Fio or anything else, like you say the the iBezel one. Um, but it's the, the weird thing about it is I think LG's, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Sony and LG are one of the few case manufacturers that are still carrying that flag. And I'm hoping that we still see that in 2021. The leaks that we saw with the Xperia 1 Mark III are still showing a 3.5 mm jack. So for that much, I'm hoping that part is true and we'll still be able to see that in 2021 with, with Sony with the Xperia 1 Mark III. So that's something to kind of be excited about. Um, as far as the V70 leaks, I think somebody mentioned it earlier. I'm going to start digging a little bit more. I have not seen that. It hasn't hit up on my radar, so we'll have to check that out. Uh, but I'm hoping that we still have an, a, a nice quad DAC on the V series as we've typically enjoyed there. Um, ER, uh, IR ER, uh, 1980 says, how's the weather at your end, uh, Simon? Uh, oh, so talking to Simon and Joe, uh, been mild today here in the, in the West Midlands. Uh, six, oh, six Celsius for all of it. Wow. Okay, so you guys are really cold. Um, so to answer that question, as Joe and Simon are going to be hitting it up, uh, we're enjoying 70, 70 to 80 degrees, uh, Fahrenheit, which is typically, I would probably say closer to the thirties to 35, uh, somewhere in between 30 to 35. Don't quote me, but it's more on the warmer side, uh, no snow, but basically beach weather for us in Southern California. I'm not trying to rub it in. It, it's just, that's how we are. It, it's Southern California. We, we get a little bit of rain and then we go back to being sunny. Um, we, I wish we had more weathers, uh, more weather systems that we have. Um, Scott's jumping in here. Um, the dongle that I have for my Pixel works uh, with my wired headphones. Uh, so the Pixel dongle was one of the more unique ones that were out there. So they, they stopped even making, uh, I think the original Pixel dongle was more compatible. And I think that worked even better with PCs. You actually can plug it into your USB-C on your PC and then you have a headphone jack there. Uh, so it depends on what you're using. Uh, but I think for the most part, to get the best experience on Samsung, just end up using a proprietary, their, their proprietary uh, uh, dongle. And that will fix any kind of, if you're trying to use a, uh, especially if you're using an external DAC. Let me see here. Uh, uh, Adi, Adi, uh, <laughs> Okay, Aditya and, and ER are just jumping into a conversation back and forth together, all, all together here. Uh, let me see. Simon says, Hypno, hey, man, how you doing? Four Celsius here at the moment. Whoa. Okay. Um, well, you guys are pretty much close to basically freezing temperatures at this point. This is just like temperatures. Wow. 
we don't we will never like rarely ever ever get into those situations i think the coldest we got within the last couple of weeks was literally about 42 fahrenheit which i would probably say is closer to that five or six because for us 35 fahrenheit is roughly the freezing temperature which is what zero celsius is so if you think about it in that sense we're we get close enough to really cold temperatures but we rarely ever cross um and if we do get to those, to those levels are they're very short-lived there were a few days here and there uh, the weather for us here kind of fluctuates quite a bit, but it tends to be more on the mild side. So typically 60s, 70s, and I, I call them beach weather, but in reality, that's what it is. Uh, typically feels like it's beach weather. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Uh, uh, OB here says, so I wasn't I wasn't aware that they were, uh, that they were proprietary. Thanks for letting me know. Um, good to stick with the IBES, uh, the the Ibeso uh, DX160 to power up the the Hi-Fi Mass Sundara. Sundara. Uh, totally, uh, the you should always be in charge of how the quality of the audio comes out of your smartphone. Um, I would have enjoyed it. I would have loved having this work, the FIO work directly with it. It works perfectly fine, of course, with my uh, uh, with my uh, Xperia One Mark II, uh, but. The Xperia 1 Mark II has a decent jack and a headphone and a DAC in there. So don't really need to use it there. Um, I like it and I tend to use it also with my PC. That's the other function that I like because it connects via USB-C and it improves the audio from any source as long as you're able to use it. Uh, but uh, as fortunately, the FIO doesn't have 3.5 mm input, so I cannot use the, uh, the adapter on my Samsung. Uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, I'm not worried too much. There's so many nice options for me to be able to use. So it was always, always nice. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I love the snow. I hate constant uh, wintry rain uh, to get through. I think. I think. Yeah. It's. It's. It depends on the way you are in the world. A TK Bay. Um, could you add a couple more? Um, a couple of more mods. My tech reviews and um, Latrell Jennings and uh, Davin Davis um, are are nice recommendations. Uh, followed by AR nineteen eighty. Absolutely. I. I. You're right. Uh, I forget the fact that I think I only had Matt in there. Um, I caught a couple, uh, but I'll definitely uh, we'll, we'll we'll reach out to my tech. Actually, well, Ronaldo and myself are going to be talking tomorrow for sure. Um, I and of course, Davin Davin is always always hanging out with us. We'll definitely get a chance to check that out. Uh, oh, here. So Jeremy Kush is saying, I ordered the S21 Ultra coming from an S20 Ultra, but canceled when I found out that the SD card and bought myself an Xperia. One. <laughs> Dude, that is the like. That okay. Um, kudos, congratulations, and uh, absolutely a great, great decision. Um, and I really think it's actually a much better move for you uh, for what you're getting. And not only do you keep the SD card, you gain a headphone jack because you didn't have that with the S20 Ultra. So for that much, I feel like the uh, the Pixel, you know, so the Xperia One Mark II is definitely a great win. Um, and hopefully, 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 any day now we'll get Android 11 and 4K 120. That's that's really where I'm really excited and looking forward to. Uh, Always, always. Oh, man. <laughs> Look forward to the Experian 1 Mark III. Simon says, Hypno. Uh, yes, definitely. I, I'm with you. Uh, the the aesthetics from what I've seen in the leaks look very promising. If nothing else, like I said, with the headphone jack still being there. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing what they're going to be able to do with the sensors. And we'll see what they're able to provide us with the, you know some updates as far as some of the capabilities they have. Um I think we, uh, I think we have snow next week at Jeremy. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't isn't the weather? Isn't the weather now for the most part just snow, snow, snow? Because I can tell you guys, for us, it's sun, 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 which makes may may sound like a good thing, but you know, like for me to be able to truly enjoy snow, I I have to drive for like three and a half hours to go upwards in the mountains to be able to see snow. 
Um, so I really, it was one of those things you got to, you have to appreciate, I guess, when you have it. Uh, Gregory, I think somebody jumping in. Um, nearly nobody really needs an SD card support while having 256 SD. It depends. I, I, I kind of agree with the, the sense when you said nearly nobody, but it depends on the really personal use. It's a choice. The, the, the concern behind that is this. The person that's upgrading with an SD card now has to get rid of that SD card. So it's not a question of do they need it. It's a question of where their media has been sitting. So you're saying essentially a device or a person that's been using a smartphone that had maybe 128 gigs of internal storage and then had a 256 gig of inter uh, an SD card on it. That person upgrading to the S21 Ultra has no choice but to get rid of an SD card that they paid money for and that has all their content on it. So that's a decision that they need to be able to make and they need to be okay with. So you have to keep it keep in mind that not everybody's coming from no SD. SD card was a widely used and still is a feature on some flagships and also some mid-rangers that are available. Um, the Nord N10 and the N100, uh, the uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, the original... Uh, I don't think the the full Nord had one, uh, but if we we look at other devices that carried SD card as an option, those are the things that you know you have to keep in mind. Samsung has had the SD card for so long; they only skipped it in the past with the S6. And the reality is that's a feature now that if you're coming from that if that's a device like an S9 Plus or whatever, you have to get rid of that SD card, even though you're getting more storage you're filling it up with what you had it before. So the question is, does that make sense to you as a buyer? That's what we need to look at. I understand the methodology and I've heard other creators where they've said basically, you know, now that I have a 256 gig internal storage, I don't need an SD card anymore. There's a good chance that a person, a person that is in my position that typically changes devices quite often doesn't necessarily use all of the storage all the time. I'm saying if a person that basically has been upgrading over time and they basically now have, a, you know, either almost filled up their 128 gigs from the last device that they had. And now the new phone that they're getting has, uh, you know, and they've used an SD card in the past. And now they're jumping into a phone that has 256, but has no SD card. So do you make that decision and is that a right one for you or should you go for a, an LG or a, uh, you know, like a, a Sony uh, Xperia one Mark II? Those are options that you have and a lot of people don't see that. Sony's are not in your stores. You're not able to go down into a retail store and pick it up. You need to know about what they're offering. And that was the hope that what I tried to do with that, especially even with the Xperia Pro, um, I wanted to share with you guys the capabilities and what other options you have so that when you make that decision, you're making it with all of the information that is currently available out there that maybe a retail store may not show. That's all it is. Uh... Okay, so let's jump into this one. So, but doesn't the S, uh, so here, this is from LGH, um, jo, um, uh, Hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. I do apologize if I messed up. But doesn't the Xperia 1 Mark II, uh, have the same SOC as the Snap, as the Snap, uh, the S20, right? So, what's, what's the added value? The SOC is at its core, the horsepower, right? That's the engine of the car. The difference in experience that you're getting between the Xperia 1 Mark II and the Samsung's processing, it's the biggest word there. It's the processing. It's the type of sensors that you're using. The S20 had, uh, the S20 and the S20 Plus have uh, much smaller sensors, typical closer to the 12 megapixel sensors that we see on the S21. So when we start looking at to truly what is what is Samsung trying to do with the sensors, they really pushed it when they went to the S21 Ultra, but they had that big focus issue because that was the first time they went with the S21 Ultra. So 
what Sony is offering you here is more of an alpha camera experience. What Sony is known for is their alpha cameras. You guys are not, we're talking right now through an A7S III. It's a Sony video. It's a camera that is designed for camera for performance. It shoots 4K 60, the lenses, the performance, the menu system, all of the things that you get for that is a pro, a pro experience really. The Xperia 1 Mark II brings in the Xperia, the, uh, the alpha experience into a smartphone. So think of it in that sense. The Xperia 1 Mark II, although looks like a smartphone, it has a lot of the alpha camera built into it so that when you're taking pictures and videos, you're truly fine-tuning and controlling different elements. The three sensors on the back, although being called 12-megapixel sensors, are larger 12-megapixel sensors, absorbs a lot more light, and there's less of a need of post-processing, which is what the Samsung smartphones tend to do. They tend to post-process more and oversaturate certain content. So it's truly an experience of what you're trying to do with your smartphone not to say that one is like a de facto better it's what you need to use sony puts a lot of work and a lot of effort into providing you a great picture quality a great video quality and great pro tools in there cinema pro and camera pro are more than just standard camera applications they're truly alpha level camera applications on a smartphone so I appreciate where you say that they're running the same processor, but it's a very like a night and day experience. Um, also, Sony is closer to stock um, Android experience as opposed to where Samsung's obviously Samsung. Uh, let me double check here. Oh, man, I jumped in a few more. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. We are at the two hour mark and I didn't even realize we've been at two, two hour. You guys got me going for really good. Okay, let's see if we can catch a few more. Um, as I'm doing this, I just I do want to say real quick before we get into too much of the end of it, I do want to say, uh, do me a favor, start dropping in your hashtag, uh, uh, you know, uh, TKception. We're ready to start hitting that up. Uh, but I also wanted to make sure uh, tomorrow I'm going to be on Rolando Rolando's show. There's also going to be um, obviously across the podcast with Matt and Sam. They're going to be coming out tomorrow. Um, and then, of course, there's a lot more things going on in the next week or so. Uh, Xiaomi is launching it on Monday. Hopefully, uh, I'll be able to wake up early enough. I'll, I'll tweet out some of the things that they're going to cover there. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Sony has to offer. I'm also looking forward to see what LG hopefully does bring in into the market. If there are leaks on the V70, that means that is being done. So that is the th that is the thing I want to make sure to kind of drive with that as well. Uh, but let me ask her a few more questions before we jump into the TK section. <laughs> I, I only noticed that we were late. Um, it, typically, I, let's just, yeah, typically I'm, I'm much better on the time. Uh, uh, so here, um, oh, so okay. So LG is saying, take a good point. Um, didn't take the alpha camera features into account, and, and that's really the difference when you start looking into what the what the Xperia One Mark II. Uh, it, it focuses heavily on that, and of course, they also do uh, the expandable storage is there, but we also have a really good DAC that's built there. We have Wi-Fi charging, wireless charging, sorry, um, and of course, we have just a nice 4K OLED, which that's the other thing that the S20 doesn't have. The S20 is a 1080QHD. I think it depends on the model that you're getting, but at the mo at the most, it's a QHD resolution, uh, where the uh, the uh, I think the Sony the Xperia One Mark II it's a 4K OLED panel, so way very different, very nice. Um, and I think I'm double checking. Uh, da, da, da. <laughs> okay, I think I think we're good. I think we're good. Let me just go ahead and minimize this guy. I don't know what that window is, and um, oh man, always, always, always. Let me see if I can get it. Ah, here we are uh oh man dude everybody dude thank you thank you thank you very much Hold on. let me see if i can catch the first one uh 
Okay, so here it is. First one is from uh, Latrell Jennings. Good morning, man. Good morning. Let me just and this guy here, and let's go ahead and start off. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I have to look sideways because that's where the screen is uh, where we do it. I don't tend to do the uh, inception on the main screen because the way it. Uh, anyways, uh, it works better when you have it on the second one. So one here, we're gonna select, and we're gonna start it with this and go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much to everybody in the chat. Thank you very much to Latrell Jennings, Joey B, always, always appreciated. Chemi Torres, of course. Thank you. Very good friend of the channel as well. TKception, my tech review, Rolando. Tomorrow I will be on the show with Rolando on his live, on his podcast on Sunday. Uh, Greg, always uh, good luck. Hopefully you guys picked up a good car or if you at least made a better, closer decision uh, there. ER1980, thank you very much, my friend. Uh, Maz B, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Joey B, TK Smackdown. Yeah. No, no. Um, I definitely need a little bit more help on this uh, when it comes down to the mods, uh, moderation on the channel. Uh, we do have a lot more people joining us, which I'm really appreciative of. And I always want to make sure that it, we keep a cordial conversation going. Uh, Gary the Fireman, always, of course. Davin Davis, thank you very much. Uh, new channel with Juan. Yes, uh, before I forget. Um, starting next week on the uh, best of our week show, it's going to be on the best of our week YouTube channel. I'll try to remember to add the link in here and I didn't get a chance to add it in the notes today, but it is in the notes on the Thursday show. So if you guys would like to check that out, uh, would look forward to help. Uh, we would really appreciate your help there to try to make that channel, uh, be its own, uh, again, Gary, the fireman Latrell, um, where did the Bay part uh, of TK Bay come from? It's the last name. Uh, TK is actually short for Tarek. So Tarek Bay. <laughs> If you guys are not familiar, there's an Arabic channel called Tarek Bay. So that's where the bay comes from. Uh, originally, uh, it was also part of the tech show, which was TK Tech Bay, the whole San Francisco technolo technology-based bay. I used to be a lot more involved there. Um, Simon says, Hypno, thank you very much. Hopefully, you guys are doing great. Uh, TK, TK, the man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how we do it. Uh, Joe Hickey, always, always good. Um, Xiaomi, Xiaomi Global tomorrow, but hashtag Mr. Pixel 5 guy. Um, if you guys don't follow Joe, make sure to follow him. Check it out. He does a lot of great photography using his Pixel 5. He's a big, big advocate there, and I always appreciate uh, the content that he puts out. Uh, but with that being said, let me go ahead and end this one, and we'll bring it back to the main screen on the left. Oops. See, this is what happened with the whole snapping windows. You snap a window in the right spot, and then Windows decide to do the thing. Uh, let me see here real quick. I think Ronaldo, uh, Joe Hickey, uh, definitely. Oh, okay. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I am so sorry. Okay, so uh, Gary the Fireman, always appreciated. Thank you very much for the super chat. As always, thank you for the support. Uh, oh, here. So Ronaldo's saying is uh, for the show, it's going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Troy from What Gear is also going to be there, myself, and uh, probably a few surprises. So we'll have to see how, uh, how the show shows up. But uh, yeah, tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, which would be 10 a.m. my time. So 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Always love the whole time zone situation going on. Uh, da, 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 dongle, I'll do a few last questions. We're a little over the two hour, but uh, Samsung One UI 3.0 has um, edge lighting for notification replaces notification LED. Yes, we've lost the notification LEDs for some time, and I think edge lighting has been there for some time. Uh, it's not a it's not a specific One UI feature only, uh, but they did introduce edge lighting uh, to basically try to replace that feature on there. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, let me see. Uh, thanks, TK. Thank you very much for everybody. Uh, 
I, so with that being said, I will say thank you very much for everybody to hang out with us. Uh, Simon, you know, Simon says have no Chemi, uh, ER, uh, Ditya, uh, Joey, uh, Latrell, everybody else, Daniel, uh, Marilyn in there as well, Greg, uh, Joey, um, a whole bunch of people. I want to say everybody that had a chance to opportunity to hang out with us today on this episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. Um, I'll summarize it by saying is don't let the tech that you're buying dictate what you do. You need to basically do what you need to do with the tech that you're buying because that's truly why you're buying it. So that's the philosophy that I feel like we need to start thinking as opposed to having it being dictated. So the the launch on Monday, when we'll see what Xiaomi has to offer us as far as you know the Mi, Mi 11, the global edition. There obviously will be some changes to what we've seen in the, uh, at least in the Chinese model. Uh, and But we'll hopefully see, my hope essentially is that they focus heavily on the price. Uh, now I know the, the, the global model, sorry, not the global model, the Chinese model was selling for about $600 US. I'm hoping they stay close to that. That would be a big, big, big move for Xiaomi, not only by being first to bring in the Snapdragon 888 smartphone to the market, which was done with the Mi 11 in China, but also to be able to provide it globally at a more competitive price, because that would actually even make it even cheaper than the, the lowest model S21. Um, the other thing with the next stock, if you guys haven't had a chance to check that out, I pushed out that video yesterday. Uh, get SD card support back, get a headphone jack back, but also use your phone as a smartphone and as a laptop. Um, we need to multitask more and demand more more functionalities out of a smartphone that is at twelve to thirteen hundred dollars than what we typically do because using it just as a standard smartphone for normal task activities we're really overpaying for the things that we could totally do so nice with around seven or $800. So keep that in mind. Um, last but not least, again, thank you very much to, again, everybody else, Gary, the environment as, as usual. Monday morning will be another live stream with Juan. Make sure to catch that there. Be safe, stay safe. And as you always, I always say this, if you haven't had a chance to talk some of, to somebody that you haven't spoken to for some time, reach out, say hi, uh, connect with them. Um, it always brings a smile to anybody that connects with somebody they haven't talked to for some time. I've connected with my old high school buddies, and it's been such a good time just chatting and going back through, you know, through the history of just all the cool things that kind of in in the weird way were the inception of where I am today. But it started back in high school. So those are the cool things. So take care, everybody. Be safe. I'll see you guys next week. We're a little over this week, but we'll try to keep it closer. And I'll, hopefully I'll see you guys on the best of our week on that channel. And I'll update the comments below. Take care. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs> and again, thank you very much for hanging out with me here on Saturday.